All right. Welcome aboard the long lost cyanide Kool-Aid lead paint chip show. It's been a while since we've done one of these. But all our fans, they did come through. They did. Uh, we got as many subscribers as we needed. And uh, thank you all for listening. So, I guess since it's not the live show, we can just roll with it, huh? Yeah, this is weird not doing live now. I know. You're like, normally you're under the pressure of doing it live now. So, okay. Well. Yeah, we fucked up in the beginning and no one's going to even know now. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't. <laughs> that's lost. That's lost to the delete button. Yeah, scrub that from the internet. Yeah. So, as promised, um, Basically, I'm actually kind of curious where this is going to go. Me too. And I'm like, I'm hoping you'll ask some questions that'll kind of unpack it even for me because it took me a while to get out of it, like mentally, because it does mentally mess with you. But I guess we'll just get rolling. Our story begins in sadness, amazingly enough. Oh, you should have started that like Star Wars. A long time ago. In the galaxy. In the galaxy far, far away. (laughs) There was some sad people. In a, in a long, long time ago in a mindset far, far away. Fuck, dude. Well, I'm going to be describing my mindset change and my ability to handle people, I guess. Um, back in 08, housing market crash, right? Affected a lot of people. Uh, pretty much wiped a lot of the stability out of the life. And then around... Like, I think there's a lot of people that... Yeah, I never came. Part of me never came back from that. Well, I I know my a, faith is gone. Yeah, I know a lot of people personally that went through something huge. They're like so, a very similar story to you. Not so much maybe on the wife scale, but very close on the wife scale though. Oh, I lost my mind too. I was yeah. at a point where like I was pulling tags, and you go to the parking spot and it's empty. You're like, fuck. You come back and the oh. park. If the car's in the parking spot, it hasn't been started. It's isn't, been sitting there. So isn't you're that, hallucinating. Isn't that weird? How fucked up when something really really chaotic is happening. I wonder if you focus is gone. Well, I wonder if you'd react the same way now. Yeah. No, I have neurological scar tissue. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. I tested that theory. And it's Fugazi. Like, oh, I, it's it's definitely it's definitely there because I tested. That's why I, t- I took on the crazy engine department when you all said I was nuts. I'm like, well, you're right for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know, but well, I, okay, if they're going to blow, they're going to blow. I wanted to see if my I was a stress test for myself and I wanted to see after going through all this shit. Because stress was just, I was so sensitive to stress at the time. And then at the same time when the housing market stuff, okay, I worked my ass off, like, open to close, even beyond close. I was staying until 9 o'clock at night trying to save the house kind of thing. And you realize you're so fucked, there's no way. When the house loses, you know, 40% value, you're you fucked. You fall back to the basic question to yourself, why am I clinging to this boat anchor? Well, instinctively... That's what I did. We just let go. Now, the only thing I would change is I wish I would have camped out a little bit rent-free for a while. Yeah. But <coughs> at the same time, we were all kind of um, had a permeating sadness because that's when my brother-in-law developed brain cancer. Oh, shit. And we all watched him deteriorate over the course of nine months. And everybody was hopeful. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then one day it wasn't fine. So you have these two events stacking up back to back with each other. The chaos of trying to get enough money when you don't have concentration and every little stressful thing stresses you out. Even to this day, if I get too tired, that's why I just walk away from the car. I'm all, nope, not doing it. Fuck it. I've pushed through this shit before and it always ends up a disaster. See, I, I have a totally different mindset because back in the day I would be like, oh, you fucking pussy. But now knowing kind of know, knowing more about myself and kind of just a little bit better understanding of people. I 100% understand that now. No, you can only pretend everything's okay for so long. You yeah. Know what I mean, because you, you can shut it off. Like I said, this is where I, this is where <coughs> I, I developed the switch, the, the cold zone switch where I can literally go, I feel nothing. It'll be back in a couple hours. Let's go. This is the event that caused that. 
So we moved to Woodland. <clears throat> talk about stranger in a strange land there. Woo, different town altogether. Small town if you don't live in the area. It's a small farming town. Um, it's I think it's split like 60-40 uh, Hispanics to white. Hey, what That's <clears throat> most. Anything outside of heavy, heavy, like, money areas, it's it, your bifurcation, your demographical makeup is way different. If you go to, like, areas where there's a lot of money, it's majority white. It's majority white, but if you go to areas that are just like middle class, it's a diverse makeup. It's it's a, it's a split. That's well, that's what, true. that that's what makes me laugh a lot about these white people that are that make money and act like they're so good about diversity. Not, not in your neighborhood. Yeah, not in your neighborhood. You, you all your all your subdivisions and strip malls are all the same cookie cutter. Sh- oh yes, it's like a machine shitted out of strip mall with oh, all yeah. these like. There's a Starbucks and some other bullshit restaurants. Does the song go little boxes made of yeah. ticky tacky? It's not until you go into regular suburbs <clears> that you have diverse, small, independent, like, culture group restaurants. Somebody that designed it himself. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's shitty, really shitty cool. hole-in-the-wall restaurants, but it's diverse. You get huge difference in food diversity. Like, real. It's not like corporate chains. Yeah. For reals. But who's going to do that anymore? Real. Our imagination's gone anyway. So, mm, I guess we'll just move along there. That, so, that, there, there lays the uh, foundation for the sadness, right? You want a way out. And, of course, the wife was talking about, I need something. I need, you know, I need religion. I need God, you know. It's, oh, she went hard into that? Yeah. And then imagine the setup of, oh, my God, I'm so lost. If I just, I don't know why God's doing this to me, blah, blah, blah. Hi, we're from the Mormon church. No right? shit. Right? Perfect Just timing. Right on time. It's a message from God. Because she was talking to me that this morning, about that this morning, and then in the afternoon said, well, I want to do it. They're going to come back tonight, you know, and blah, 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 and you want to talk to them all? Sure, why not? You know me. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. Let's, let's see where it goes. Let's do this. Let's do this. So I get home from work, and I walk in, and there's two girls in there. I'm used to, like, the boy missionaries. These are two girl. I didn't know girl missionaries existed. Neither did I. And you have one that's like, okay, you're from Utah. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, I could tell you're from Utah. And the other one was from like Kansas or some shit. And they're like, you know, hi, Mr. Whatever. You know, we're here from this and that and the other show. And do you know anything about it? And I'm like, well, I know a little bit, but let's go ahead and hear your pitch. You know? Oh, you told her just like that? Yeah. I was like, well, cause, you know, I'm zany. Anyway, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm not at work and I'm just like, screw it. And they get into it of, oh, well. You know, you know, do you come from a religious background? I'm like, yeah, I went to private school, you know, been to church many, many times, other churches. So I know who Jesus and the redemption of sins and all that good stuff. And they're like, well, did you know that Jesus came back to the Americas and preached it? So as the story goes. Stop. Hold on. We, we, <laughs> we got to pick that up. Jesus did what? After he, he died on the cross. Right. And then they put him in the cave. He was resurrected, blew a hole in the cave, you know, with a rocket launcher. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And he was there for what? 40 days and 40 nights after that. That's the book of Acts. I, I, I'm not 100%. I'm, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you the story as okay. it goes. Then all well, of, it, Is this the Mormon version? No, no. This is, is, this is the Christian version. Okay. So then he ascended into heaven as all of his apostles watched him ascend into heaven. And that was it. From that point on, that's where the first five books of the New Testament end. And then... Time-wise, all the other books were written like 300 years later. Okay, after the it took faith, and they heard the story of this guy, Jesus, that died, and he did it for your sins and all this stuff. The Mormons, theirs picks up right after that. So he 
descended from heaven. <laughs> so he went up to heaven and then came back down. So what's what's the time from him, from him coming out of the cave and then ascending back down or whatever? Like is like a month later or some shit? Essentially, yeah, forty days, forty nights later, okay. ascends to heaven. I'm just, I'm just trying to put a time frame together. That's the hard part because they're very vague. <laughs> the Mormons are really, well, yeah, vague. you, you, you kind of have to be so that your imagination can run wild and you're yes, faithful. It's funny you say that. You're letting someone else do the heavy lifting of the argument you're trying to sell. It's just better to have faith, and we're gonna revisit that a couple times. <laughs> just have faith. Oh fuck! You know, faith is the belief in something I might know to be contradictory with facts, <laughs> but okay. So. He comes down to heaven and he starts preaching to the uh, savages. I the Indians? The uh, Indians and shit. And he's actually in South America, I believe. Okay. Not necessarily in America, but he makes a tour. You know, like a book tour. So he Stopped starts, off, did some Alawaska. Starts off, yeah. He's <laughs> most likely, right? <laughs> South America and then somehow, like if you look at the timeline, they were kind of correct in that the a lot of the North American Indians migrated from South America up through Mexico and came up through there and went all okay. over the place. Okay. So... <laughs> Who is Joseph Smith? Now they're they're really vague on that at first. Hold on, before you roll into Joseph Smith. So basically, he came down. He came to the Americas, started in South America, yeah, and then worked his way up. I think so. Okay. Is it me, or did those countries suffer the worst damage in that era? <laughs> you no, know, they did. So was Jesus not spreading the message of spreading viruses? Well, yeah, he's a white man in your sickness. <laughs> According to Michelangelo. <laughs> he was white. Um, anyway, maybe, so. yeah, but I mean, there's, it's, 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 I tried to review it today. It you was think, painful to watch. You think they would want to kind of be careful how they go about wording that? Oh, they are. They're really super vague. The one I watched that was like for teenagers today, that's a quick eight minute recap of the story. They leave out so much shit. Yeah. Why would, how would you convert, can, how would you convert that kind of storytelling into an eight-minute snippet? Right? Considering it took me six months to read the Book of Mormon. But it took one month to get to the first two books and four months to get to the whole rest of it. Because the first two books are just atrocious. He really didn't he didn't grasp his creative writing style for a while. Holy shit. <laughs> no, I can get into that. We're going to get into that for sure. Oh. So they give me this whole spiel, and they're like, well, what do you think about that? I'm all, sounds good. And they're like, really? Get the fuck out. They're all, really? And I look at my wife. She's like, excited. I was like, yeah. Yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I guess, you know, we'll see you on church on Sunday. Now, hold on, hold on. When you, when you said yes, how much were you really committed to the story? Um, Like, how, were you phoning that shit in to a degree? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm just curious. I didn't, because if you're in a really rough spot in your life, sometimes when someone tells you a good enough story, depending on where you are mentally, there's a good chance you can wholesale buy into it. Okay, I did after a couple of weeks. But initially okay. I had heard the story before and I just kind of was probably daydreaming a lot in that in that state of my life. I, there was a lot of I can only listen to somebody 30 seconds at a time and then I would ooh look a pretty butterfly, you know. It's a squirrel. I would start yeah, I'd just lose my attention and come back and go okay, pretend like you knew pretend like you heard all that. So I kind of like half-assed listened to him. I knew it was something my wife wanted to do. And I knew she'd never been to church on a regular basis. How, how much? Okay, so after they left and everything, uh -huh. like after they initially left, how much did it seem like your old lady had full cell bought into it? Oh, 100%. Oh, wow. She was like all in because she had never heard anything. So she didn't have a base to pull off. She of. didn't have any religious undertones of understanding. No, she had just a basic understanding. She had never studied in history to understand that religion's no. a, a pattern that takes place. It's a... Religion's a phenomenonical, it's a phenomenon pattern that takes place across many cultures 
in many time frames. Yes. So and it we, has a life cycle. Yes. Yes. It's a pattern. It's it's things that happen that are a pattern of human human cultures that that exist across e across time and centuries consistently happen. A typ- typically I think of it as how a pimp finds a lady. When she's really down on her luck, it's like, oh, you down on your luck? You need, you need some money. You need a friend. You, you need, need someone something. to really help you out. Yep, that's kind of how. Wow. kind of how it went down. You know what? It's funny because I can see the dynamic being very similar to that. Really? Yeah, like like you said. Maybe that's why they they go so hard at going to a door because there's always the potential to find that pam that family that's in that spot. Oh yeah, and, and it's capitalize like, it's like one in three hundred or something. But that's all. That's really that's all, that's all you need. need. That's yeah, all you they need. Because they might get their neighbors. Because they're, they're playing the numbers game. It's the equivalent of you going to the bar and hitting on every girl. You're eventually going to land one. Or selling Kirby vacuums door to door. You knock on enough doors, you're going to get the people to buy it. Yes. And you're going to get the people dumb enough to buy it, for sure. <coughs> so, and I did talk to him a little bit about my previous Bible knowledge. And I was a little bit, that was kind of seated initially what I was probing for. Did she stand up in the middle of you talking and call you a heretic? No, they're not like that. They're super nice. Because they're, all, like I said, they're a C colon with a blinking icon saying, please insert software. That's all. That's oh. all they are, and that comes more and more true the longer you're in it. Holy and shit. I noticed that I schooled a lot of them on what the Bible actually said, but they would fall back on the Book of Mormon, which is why I read it with such gusto. I stopped when we went because me and my wife talked for like an hour afterwards, and she seemed a little at peace. So I'm like, okay, this gives her some peace. Fuck it, who cares? Yeah, you're 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 floating in an ocean looking for an anchor. Right. So we talk a little bit afterwards. We go upstairs. And I think that was like that was like on a Thursday. So Sunday, we get up, get the girls up, get them dressed, put on our clothes, go meet them. The missionaries are waiting outside for us. So it's like, oh, cool, red carpet, red carpet service. Awesome. They walk us in there, and the whole first 15 minutes is meeting all these people who have the biggest smile and the sparkle in their eyes that can only be described as the Mormon the Mormon soul dead, you know, kind of look. Oh, and you're meeting all these people, and she's I like. I would be so, like, skeptical. Yeah. How, well, how skeptical were you when you went in, when you went in there? I was fucking exhausted, so I was just blank. I was just whatever. Okay, let's do it. Let's. See that's weird that when when you go through shit that's that bad, you get so desensitized to what's going on around you. You're just taking in. Yeah, you're all this you, is cool. Well, not you're just taking in propaganda, and you don't even realize it. No, that's correct. It is. That's it's, and they're really good at propaganda. So first day, chapel, right? And I didn't know this, but it's broke down into three hours. You're there for three fucking hours. First hour is what I call chapel. I'm not sure if that's what they call it. What does that consist of? You're in classic church. They have the preacher pulpit, the pews all set up, you know, in a little... Is it a very structured type of church where everybody's quiet, everybody's kind of... Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, the thing that she didn't know that I know this from both Catholic church and Pentecostal church, be be careful when you sit down. Because although seating's not a side and nobody has a claim to it, people tend to like... Every single week they sit in the same spot. It's an unspoken thing. Oh, wow. That's how churches work. So sometimes if you ever notice you sit down and someone looks at you funny and kind of like goes and sits down somewhere else. So she, in her ways, we sat down and I knew what was going on right away when I saw this family come up and kind of goes, uh, and I'm all, we'll scoot down. She's all, screw that. We were here first. I'm all, we are in a church. Okay. These people here that would move down, they probably sit here every week. Well, there's no claim to that. It doesn't matter. Respect them. So we move down. They move in. Hi, how's it going? I'm such here. Such you are trying to get into something new, mm-hmm. and you're looking to try to shit on the people. And she right, fir- right off the bat just yeah. starts fucking doing that. One. Oh, that's not a good right? starting point. So we're we're listening to it, and the message is so boring. The songs are so boring. It's just typical hymn stuff. It's like being in a fucking going back a hundred years in a in a time capsule, 
Like, whoa, this is like really dead drab. What well, talk about a disconnect from from people in general in that in that <sighs> environment? There's like no passion. Well, not only that, but you're in competition with the inter- entertainment industry. No doubt, right? Doesn't so, matter. These people don't watch so TV. You're you're getting bombarded with nonstop entertainment from all ex- aspects of the spectrum, and then you go there, and they're trying to sell you on and their you, version. There's me. There's me in church. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's where you get a disconnect with religion. Like you guys do realize you're a form of that style of entertainment. Well, look at like the mega churches. They really capitalize on that. They're boogie down, rock and roll. Yes, freaking, let's make it happen. It, they understand that. <laughs> Smoke machines, dude. It's, it's, it's awesome. You you gotta have that novelty, that that novelty pizzazz. Oh yeah, that's why I liked like the Pentecostal school I went to was fun because like <laughs> all short of carrying snakes around, like the Pentecostals, they were jazzy, they were happening, they were running around, everybody's jumping in their seats and shit. See, I, I was going to church with my mom for a minute. Is a is the difference is when I was going there, I wasn't going there for the God idea. I was going there because the 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 pastor that was there. He did a good job of setting out metaphors to explain, like, you as a human. And these are things that, that are... That's how it should be. Yes, and but he did a good job of... He used to do the God thing a lot, but he did a really good job of isolating that and say, here's some stories. And and, and Yeah, and then what? how you identify with it. What can you relate to in yes. the story? Yes. And that's a big thing. That's need- a big part of preaching. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. Whether it's from a Bible or just in general helping people out. That's yeah. what you should be doing. Yeah, a lot of what I try to do in here is give a metaphor. <clears throat> yes, that's the best way to explain it. Because a metaphor gives you a template of how to apply it to you right. itself. Or as the Bible calls it, parables. Teaching through parables. Okay. Once upon a time, there was these two guys that did this. See where they went wrong in this story. Now, how can you apply that to your life? Yes. That's how it goes. Yeah. These people were not that. Most of the time, what was being preached in there, and I should have I should have known that first time, but as the weeks went on, you realize they're always talking about their faith. I'm faithful in this and that. Here's what happened. Here's why. I'm faithful because of this, this and that. Okay. And then once, uh, once a month, you, they fast. You know what that turns into to a degree? It turns into a game of one-upmanship. Absolutely. I'm so much more of a better religious person than you. They don't say it like that, but them really... Yeah, they're doing it through honest virtue and niceness. As long yes. as you're nice about it, it's fine. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of what they do. Yeah, it, I, I find it, something about that, when, when I when I hear people start to you know talk about how much better of a religious person I am. Yeah. It's like... Well, uh, you're going to hell. Cool. Which they don't necessarily believe in that. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you, are you going to get into that later? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Once we get to the, the, ba- the baptism part. It's I, fine. I, I, no, I, you're good because you're sparking all the memories. We'll I, I, I kind of find that fascinating that the, the whole idea of a salesmanship requires multifaceted angles. And entertainment's a, a huge one. And not just entertainment, storytelling. It's weird how the entertainment and storytelling, there are two different aspects of the sales pitch. One is the entertainment and music part of it. Right. And then the other one's like, how good of a story can you put? If you well, the entertainment part breaks you down, so you're more receptive to the story part. That's why it, it always goes in a specific. It, order. it lets you put your guard down. Yeah, for sure. That's that's sales one on one. That's why you hey, dazzle you, dazzle you, dazzle. You. So you want this fifty thousand dollar for? Hmm. What do I got to sign? Right here. <laughs> I'm your best friend. If you ever try and call, I will never answer the phone yeah. once the papers. Oh, turn. I'm not at work today. That's funny because I'm here and I'm looking at you right now. Oh shit. That's not me. That's a that's a hologram. <laughs> They do that. I, I paid somebody to put on makeup and a wig to look like me. And hold the phone like I'm talking to somebody. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to kind of condense a little bit instead of talking about each individual trip into the chapel. So well, hold, how, how long were you going for? 
Um, we started right around, I think it was uh, right after Halloween. So it was how, early November. How, and how old were you at the time? I want to say I was 30, 33, 34. Oh, that's fascinating. That, at that age, to fall inside of that. Oh, yeah, but the, bro- the breakdown happened really fast. When well, I went, okay, hold on. I can imagine. Once, once your personal life kind of reorganized itself. Yeah. And then you start using, once everything is in a shatter point and, you, and you're starting to... You're starting to put the glass frame back together? Yes. You're, you're, well, you're, a lot of people, and I've used this analogy before, don't understand the premise as it sits today. The premise of Jesus is the Dumbo feather. It's something inside of you that was always there. The feather is an irrelevant point. It's what... It's you. It, yes. Yes. Once you, once, you, once you let go, and that is actually the message of the New Testament, just let go. Because well, basically, look at all the fight club shit. You're, all, everything you own ends up owning you. Oh, Essentially, Jesus kind of said that. Give up all your possessions, dude. You don't need that shit. Well, not even so give up, but don't be afraid to lose them. Yes, absolutely. You're clinging to them. Don't do that. Which I noticed a lot of these Mormons were really good with money. They had a lot of it. Were they like Jewish good? Well, almost. <laughs> almost. Not quite as greedy on the outside. Oh, they, I, they buried it deep. All you have to do is just keep in mind, if you have it in you, what does somebody else have? Right. You got they have that same coating. <laughs> it might be buried in a lot more blocks might be built on it. Yeah, but it's still there. But it's still, it's still there. Part of the it just needs a right opportunity to expose itself. Oh yeah. And it'll just the ivy grows right up the wall at that point, going, up, oh, found a way around. Yeah. Screw it. Justify this to myself. <clears throat> but something I did notice because I am a freaky person, like I said, I'm a trippy guy. There was always something once it started rolling and I started looking around the room and I'm noticing all these people's full attention. And and this is your first time going still. Um yeah. Okay. About halfway through, I started looking around because I wasn't really into the message. I'm like, this is lame. And I'm looking around, and I noticed there was just something about the way they were all attentive to it. And you could tell which ones were people that were brought in and people that were born into it. 90% of it were people that were born into it. I'm curious how many. Oh, really? Yep. <clears throat> See, when you, when you can get a 90% true believers, it gives the illusion to everybody else. It's like you don't quite know who's new and who's not new. Right. Which later on down the road, part of the leadership that I was in, I got to see the breakdown because they have all of this documented well of who has been in the church for how long. Were they born into it? Were they not born into it? After they signed up, how long were they into it? My name was on the list, and I had to run down this list and correlate it, which we'll get into again later. So first hour's over. All right, okay, that was boring, this and that. The wife's like, okay, what do we do now? The missionaries come up and a helping hand. Okay, well, your kids are going to go over to the daycare now, and you and your wife are going to go to... I forgot what they call it, like spouse learning or whatever. You go and you break off into spouse groups, and they have a bunch of different rooms for certain people. Oh, that's got to be awkward because you don't know the inner interpersonal dyna- dynamics of the group, right? So that you don't know how long the group's been in play with each other, and the comfortable level that they interact at, yeah, what's oh, allowable, yeah. especially being such an outsider in the equation, you don't know how your personal interactions are going to mess with that group. Yeah, but knowing me well enough, do you think that stopped me a bit? No, but I'm just saying, but <laughs> you don't know the threshold of acceptable behavior in the interplay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That... Better to be just be quiet and feel it out, like when you're playing poker. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead. And yeah. I'm going to play this straight up. So we go, and apparently there was a couple that had just recently left, so we took their slot in a certain room. Okay, you guys are going to be over here. Good luck. Bye. And so they gave us a book. Do you have this book yet? So now I got, I'm packing the Book of Mormon and this little pamphlet of I forgot what it's fucking called. It's when you and your wife learn it together. It was like footnote, like cliff notes. It's its own book. 
about it breaks down the Mormon faith and this and that. It's there's a lot of addition in in addition to the Book what, of Mormon. What is it? Is, is it it's a, a con- paperback book? Is it a consolidation or an independent thing? In sort itself? of. It's okay. ju- it's just it's basically um, each lesson is I think five or six pages, and you go through it, read it all together, and then go on your insights on what you think it is. Oh, it's so a, it's almost like tenants. It's something you're supposed to interact with your spouse with. Yeah, and the room, and you all. You, it's, it's, oh, it's oh like, this is the group. Yes. So it's used for the group dynamic. Right. So there's, I think, five couples or six couples all sitting at a big, long, rectangular table, and you're all talking about it. There's one guy that Ooh, leads it. And that'd be an ugly, because as soon as somebody starts saying something stupid, or something I perceived as stupid, I, I'm a whole It's hard to hold it in, huh? Yeah, I know. But how, how was that? How, how were you in that dynamic? Um, your first. Well, did, did you did you talk at all your first time around, or were you just kind of quiet? Oh no, me and my wife couldn't wait because we're stoners, and of course the trippy shit that they think that they know about what is on the other side of life. Oh, they have and no death. Clue. They had no clue what was coming. Oh shit! So we're reading this thing, and I don't remember if it was the first or second trip, but it was hilarious because they were talking about polygamy. I think that was the third trip. Right, so the or first multiple one, wife type scenarios. Yeah, I don't remember the first couple, but I remember once we got into polygamy, the husband and the wife, and the afterlife, when you die and get your own um, universe. <laughs> I was yeah, like, "What?" You, you need to walk that back a little bit, <laughs> right? I will, I will. Okay, because because okay. the first couple lessons, there's a reason they don't stick because they were pretty pretty boring. Yeah, man and wife are together because of Adam and Eve. Blah 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 blah. Okay, and we of course started there. Late, so they were at the end of the book, and then they start over again for the next year. So there's like, you know, I think you break it down four per month or whatever, and then you break down all those lessons. That's how many lessons or something like that. And I even made the joke, and I had the I disrupted the entire room because we're talking about polygamy, and I was all, well, uh, why why is there polygamy? Why why did why did he take on multiple wives? And the guy's like, well, okay, good question, good question. There's two answers for that. Number one. In the early days of, of they, call, they don't call themselves Mormons. The kids don't even know that they're Mormons. They're Latter-day Saints. Okay. So in the early days of the Latter-day Saints, there was a lot of murder going on. A lot of people were like, screw you, you heretics. You're oh, dead. Yeah, well, yeah. The, a lot of them were getting killed by well, Protestants. Well, it's and not children. that. Civilization was very barbaric. Oh, in the late 1800s. Yes, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. We've come a long way since then. Yeah, people are, people are completely oblivious to that. Yeah, exactly. They think it's always been like this is all wrong. You go back a hundred years, it was still pretty brutal. Go back sixty, <laughs> fifty. Yep, fire hoses and the whole nine. Go to another country and go back fifty years. Oh, fucking dude, they were still fucking using horses for war in the Middle East. What fifty years ago, dude? Yeah, that horse ain't gonna fare well against a tank. Oh, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, but so number one, they needed to take on the wives because there was a lot of widows. Okay. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, I. That kind of makes some sense. If you're a widow, what's your your market value? Yeah, not a lot. It's a burden at that point, especially in that era where food wasn't abundant and you had to work for every You had to band together. Yes. Apparently, these Mormons, Latter-day Saints, they took on a lot of towns. They took over towns. Well, yeah, because you're bootstrapping families together. Yeah, and they are tight. They are very tight. They're like, you know, as tight as Russian communities. That sucks because if you're a woman in that position, you 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 probably had to put up with some atrocious shit. Absolutely, woman. I say, oh, sorry, it's not Tuesday. It's not your night. I'm gonna go go over to here and yeah. fuck Betty instead. Go sleep with the horses, bitch. Yeah, exactly. There's no there's no putting you out in a doghouse because that's just another woman's bed, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> oh, fuck. number two, and this is the part I could not believe he said it out loud. Right, this is the part like all us. This isn't the shit you say out loud. It was because when you have five wives. That's one kid every nine to twelve months. 
That makes a lot of sense. You have one kid every nine to twelve months. They're being raised in the faith. You're putting you're, you're putting the productive nature of making kids on a cycle. Fuck yeah! And not to mention, in in just a mere twenty years, you've created over four hundred people that have all been raised Mormon, and now your faith is strong. Yeah, but the problem is you have too much consolidated consolidated gene structure. Yeah, that's not a thing. Okay, look at rabbits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you always. That's where the missionary work comes in. You constantly got to bring in a fresh gene pool. Yeah. Yikes! Scary shit. So that they actually admitted basically cult one hundred and one. The longer somebody believes, the more, the more strength you have in their faith. The more faith they have, the more they're going to hold everybody. See the together. thing like that. You you start you start to limit the gene pool in that equation. When you when you have a town where people are bundly floating on kids like rabbits, there's not enough diverse gene pool in that equation. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have 10 kids that can breed. Maybe the house across the street has 10 bees. Now you're running out of options for that next so, generation. So now you have 20, but the 20 has a very limited gene pool. There's three people to choose from. And what if they don't get along with any of them? It doesn't matter because I'm so nice. Well, not that, but I guarantee there was a lot of sis- sister fucking going on. You think so? That could, oh, well, think about I it. I wonder. If you're on a farm and you're limited to your ability to go out and explore the world. Because or at least half sister fucking. Yeah, they're yeah they're banging their half sister. Well, you're not even the same mom. So. I'm serious that that's that's a real scenario. Oh, I guarantee it happens. The Quakers do that shit all the time because there's a limited gene pool. Yeah, that, <clears> but that, yeah, it's it not, it's not, not even limited. But you're the one you are putting out a lot into the equation. Wow, you're playing a numbers game at that point. It's like that one dude in Game of Thrones where he's impregnating his own daughters because he has to keep perpetuating his oh, family. Oh, like, fuck, dude! Bad news. Bad news. And I was like, so where do we stand on polygamists today? He's like, well, those people aren't, they're not Latter-day Saints. LDS is the church, the big one in Utah or whatever. So what, It all congregates from that. So what's the difference in the different Mormon fractions? There's the main church, the LDS, which is the one you're predominantly going to see, the nice church up the street that you have. I take it they're the big dogs on the block? They're, the, they're what they call the real church, the one that stems right from Brigham Young. and. Um, I like how we just roll into that. Hey. The real. They're the real church. We're the real Mormons. Everybody else is the Imposters. ones that are holding on to the inadaptability of, what do they call it, expired doctrine or something like that. <laughs> We're progressive. We're a progressive Mormon You have church. to adapt. Look how much the church had to adapt in the beginning. There's a lot of, there's a lot of truth behind that. Yeah, I know, but that's what that's the difference between a church. and when, so when these people are preaching God's word never changes, that's why the truth is the truth, and you're going to hear the same things over and over and over throughout your course in, in uh, Latter-day Saints. Well, okay, that's one way to hide brainwashing because when you hear something over and over and over, it starts echoing and reverberating in your person. And that's what happened. That's what even happened after, what would the guy, I asked the guy, is polygamy a practice anymore? And he's like, oh, no, no, we don't do that anymore. I closed my book, put my hands on the table and stood up. I'm all, we're out, babe, we're going. And she's like, shut up and sit down. Oh, you did that? Yeah, they all started laughing. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. What page were we on? <laughs> At least they had a good sense of humor. They about all it. laughed about it. And was like, dude, this guy's this guy's funny. Either that, or they cringed <laughs> on the inside. No, they all all the men laughed, and the women were like, <laughs> "This guy's an asshole." Yeah, exactly. But they would never say it because they're so nice. But those lessons are where you start to learn about the space jammies, and the what space jammies? What's that? After you get baptized in the temple, you have these underclothes that you wear, and it's dubbed outside of the church as space jammies because it's, it's like a Russian tracksuit. No, it's ugly. It's like fucking Wild West underclothes for sh- hookers. It's got the weird felt little thing. It's really loose-fitting shit. You know, it's, it's not quite a T. It's basically, think of like a real comfortable T-shirt you had, but it's worn out and loose. 
Okay. It fits like that. It's like old school 1800s clothing that you wear underneath it. And it's as a reminder of your covenant that you made. They want to make sure you have it at all times. You're always wearing it. I always wondered why the dude next to me, who I asked him questions about it, and he was like, go for it if you want to, because he had been, he was born into it. So he was a lot of help, and he was right next to me, and we're talking about cycles of life and this and that, and it's funny that you would find it, and faith, and blah, 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 blah. I, I, I'm curious. That's a weird way to... I'm curious how much of a... It's always a superficial conversation with sometimes when you have giant walks of life differences. Oh, yeah. I'm curious about how much the conversation you have with those guys are very superficial because they can't see your perspective on things. No, and that's why they liked us because we weren't afraid to talk about our lives. And their life, and, and being one, born in the church, was the same old, same one, old. Not even, not even talk about your life, but to be as honest about it. Oh, absolutely. I, I think a lot of religious people are good at hiding the demons that hide that they're below the surface. That was the weird thing about these people is because like, there's really only two types, <clears throat> the ones that are studied in the doctrine and the ones that are faking the funk that are just there because they were born into it. But that's people in general. So I'm, Oh, curious, I know I'm curious how much of that demographics actually makes up the well, church, all the literature. So now I have the book of Mormon and I have this little book that they gave me. Right. So we go through that. Right, we realize what it is. Did, what, did you tell anybody outside of like your? Did your family even know you guys were doing this? Not at first, no. How how long did you guys keep this hidden? Every about a month. Did Did you feel weird about the whole thing? In yes, the, there was always that weird nagging of going. I don't know if I should be telling people about this. It's kind of weird. And yeah, because the first thing they do is like that sounds kind of culty. And I even asked the dude next to me. I'm like, do you like? I, I feel reluctant to talk about it. He's like, as you should, because. God will tell you when it's time to talk to people and when they're receptive to it. I'm all, fair enough. <laughs> Roll them dice. That's funny how they would disuse God as you. No, because I found out a whole bunch about this guy after I joined the church. Well, not like that, but the whole idea, God would tell you, no, no, no. Something about you will tell you that this isn't comfortable to talk about now. Yeah, you're, you're, and it was. My boss even looked at me all kind of weird, like, okay, you're probably the worst person to be in church, but okay. Oh, <laughs> did he say that to you? Yeah. Is it because up leading up to that, we were drinking a handle of vodka every three days. Oh, fuck. I mean, I was I was it. deep into it, smoking an eighth of weed every three days. I mean, we were fucking just trying to kill the pain any way we could. Oh, so man. what happens when you're Mormon? You're clean. Like legit clean? Like legit clean. You went like cold turkey? Cold turkey on everything. Whoa. That you really shouldn't do that. Reality comes like a fucking like a like ton a of freight bricks. train, yeah. dude. And not to mention the instability of emotional control is oh, fucking fuck. off the hook, dude. Yeah, you you not only that, but like at 33, you still haven't really got a good understanding of your emotions. No, especially when you've been suppressing them in automotive for fucking 12 years. Just silently taking them out while working <laughs> on cars. <laughs> fucking bullshit clip. Oh, that didn't even hurt. That felt good. I'm glad my knuckle just got dusted. Yeah, hurt me more, bitch. But the thing that like only lasted like three days was cigarettes. I'm like, nope. I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to kill somebody, dude. I need something. I need something. There's got to be advice on the equation. Oh, yeah. But I actually got it down. That was a time in my life where I didn't smoke at work. So I'd smoke a cigarette, get in the shower, go to work, go through the whole day on the roller coaster, get home, and just... <sighs> okay, Two at on. the same time. I'll be in a second. <laughs> fucking smoking, chain smoking a couple back to back. Go take a shower, come down, smoke another cigarette. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, we got to get back and do Hurry up, hurry up. Where's the mouthwash? I smell like cigarettes. The fucking, I, they're going to be here in any minute. I'm surprised he was honest about like, you'll know when it's time to talk about it. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's pretty much LDS for you. When you're in, you're going to hear a lot of different stories than when you're not in. Okay. That's guaranteed. When you're one of us. Is that how they sell it too? Oh yeah, 
Oh, wow. Privilege. Definitely a privilege. But these people don't come across as nefarious or manipulative, which you'll find out later on that they actually are. Well, it's human nature. <clears throat> yeah, but they're good at hiding it because they're so, well, hello, it's so nice to see you. Emo- you know, you're like, yeah. yeah. Emotion, sir. God, you're dead yeah. inside. <laughs> it's not that. It's like emotion, sir. Do you have them? I'm just going to ask one question in a shield. Show of hands with the men. How many of you know where a clit is? What the, <laughs> well, the thing about it, too, is like anytime someone has one emotion and it's happiness. Can't, that's a psycho waiting to fucking. It's just uh, like, how is that not triggering a red flag for somebody? Right. Time to sharpen the, to sharpen the blades. What blades? All of them. <laughs> okay. Happy Mormon Day. That's cool. <laughs> these fuckers own guns like you wouldn't believe. Either. Oh, I can imagine. Every one of them was a big fan of ARs and fucking these. these there, well, there's probably a lot of distrust in institutions. Oh, yeah. They come after us. We're going to show them what, what we're all about. Oh, I, yeah. And that's the thing is, well, uh, that would probably be the worst enemy because you know they're all well-rested and sober. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure I want to fight these guys. Fucking trained killers. You don't even realize A lot it. of them, it's crazy. When they played sports, they were typically the best at them. When anything they did academically, they were typically head of class. A lot of them were. You had your punk asses. Oh, fuck. The churches are just headhunting for the top of the top. Yeah, the cream, the cream rises. Like this, like when, uh, like when uh, guys from colleges go to high schools, the the headhunt for the best fucking football players. They're just out there looking, trying to figure out what household that is. We got to hit this household up three times a week and see if they don't want to talk to us. Yeah, maybe there was four classes. Now that I think about it, well, there's a half hour split because after that you go to men's group. So now they further split you up. First, they split the children from the parents. Then they split the parents apart. So she goes and learns with a bunch of women about how it is your place to cook and clean and take care of your men. Whoa. Straight up. My uh, wife my wife was like, dude, these chicks are weird, dude. That's like They think that all I'm supposed to do is cater to you. I'm all, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Sold me. <laughs> LDS por vida. Let's do this. No shit. They actually. Straight up. No, no holds barred or nothing. You are here for your man, period. You will not talk back. You will do what you need to. You can throw in when you need to. How, how, how'd she buy that in the beginning? No, not at all. She's like, that's stupid. We're not doing that. You know, I'm like. Well, that's funny. We're going to pick and choose which rules apply to us. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you know, you can't. I thought you wanted to do this. Are I you all in or you're not all I'm in? I'm in. Like, I thought I'm, you were. I'm fucking. Maybe, maybe we should talk to the pastor about this. <laughs> the bishop. The bishop. They're called a bishop in a Mormon stake. Yeah. Basically, if you think of it as a tent, you have. Um, a regional main place, and then all the little churches around are called a stake. So, like, the one up the street is a stake, and then there's one exactly five miles away that's a stake. And, they're, they're, like, you can only go to the one that's by your house. So, if I move demographically, if I'm outside of that stake's region, I have to go to this one. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people don't like that. They're like, I'm going to miss you guys. I'm just moving across the street, but it's a different stake now. It's like, well, bye. I don't know you anyway. Put a fake address down. Yeah, that's not you'll be excommunicated for that. Allegedly. Oh. Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty hardcore once you get once they got you. You start yeah. learning what the rules really yeah, are. I know Brenda Brenda used to go uh Rain and Worship with her in the business office. Yeah, I know I know that family. Yeah, and oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a small world. <laughs> the church doesn't think too highly of them. <laughs> oh, you guys are blacklisted. Holy shit. <laughs> she got a bad rap. Hey. I can't believe a woman goes down for her husband cheating on her. That's you don't think. What did I just say though? Th- you th- serve th- him. Th- <laughs> what? <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Why? Because too close. They might listen. Well, their technique that's not supposed to be known. Oh, it's not known. That's what the church knows. I know it. Anyway. <laughs> oh wow! And they still blacklisted her. What did I just say? 
Your job is to serve the man no matter what. He made a sin and he's forgiven for it. Now you better forgive him too. Now how un-American is that perspective? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Right? You hear these stories circulate because there is an undertone of gossip that does happen within Well, the I can imagine. Because yeah. everybody's acting like they're not that person. The reality is like, no, you're human. So you're there's very much a good chance you are that person. Well, I don't know if it works across the board, but as far as where I was... You go into, well, let's finish up. You go through men's meeting, which all the men get together, and you talk about what the boys need and this and that. Are you donating? You want to bur- You want to work for Boy Scouts? What does the church need? This is all the muscle. This is where the muscle happens, and you all discuss the muscle. Okay, it, it's, it's basically the foot soldiers. Essentially, yeah. And you're, you're, you, this is where they divvy up tasks, like where I inherited my Saturday that morning to vacuum the church and wipe down the dust from everything. You know what I mean? The, the work was delegated, and it was kind of cool. And then you get a lot of... The real follow-up should be like, I thought the women were doing this. <laughs> well, actually, Joseph Smith had a quote about that. If you... What is that? If you uh, if you think the woman's supposed to be doing all the work, you're going to have a really miserable life. There's a lot of truth behind uh, that. There is a lot. He, he, even a blind dog pisses on the right tree every now and again. And that's what I learned <laughs> through this whole experience. Hit and miss. Hit and miss. So you go through that. That's kind of a boring one. That's that's all you do. You Everybody brings out the chairs. Everybody folds up the chairs. You work together as a group. You're putting your productive effort into these. It's equation. pretty cool. I yeah. thought that part, that was like my favorite part out of the whole thing because I was always the one. I learned that's where if you want to crack jokes, that's the place to do it. Yeah. So it, they learn right away. It's a lot more relaxed. It's loose. Yeah, yes. it's totally loose. And they loved having me in there because somebody would say something. And I think by week, by week two or three, I had already learned the room pretty well. And they're like, well, the such and such, and somebody would make a joke. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I mean, if they can't trust you on a camping trip, who can they trust? You know? And they're like, yeah, this guy, dude. It's not like we're Catholics. What, uh, uh, <laughs> how does it go with the language? Is, is cussing allowed? Nope. Whoa. You, you're not even supposed to say, oh, my God. That one's frowned upon, and I've, I've infringed that one several times. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, gosh, heaven be thy... Moving on, we, uh, <laughs> you know, I, that's that was my dialect. That's kind of where I, yeah, it beca- I rebounded as it a It becomes person. a subroutine that you pull out of your operating yep, system. That's exactly, that's why I did good after this as a service advisor because you automatically come out with clean stuff. Oh, yeah, well, that's because of this. So, had a good time on that. Then you move to Elders Quorum. Now, this is only, not everybody gets to go to that. It's the, all the people that are over a certain age. And you all sit down. It's broke down into into groups. Now, the group that I got to sit in was a lot of the people that were in charge of shit, right? And you have basically the trifecta of the head of the church where you have the bishop. Now, how long have you been there now since you got to this point? This was, well, the first week you do it. Okay. So but I have to move past it because the first couple of weeks I was in a blur. So you're, you're basically running the horn in the beginning. They're, they're just having you just fucking... Sit down and see what you think. Yes. You know, it's the trial, the trial, the trial. And I noticed that their tone did change the longer I was there. The more open they were. Whenever there was a new person, it was, don't say that. You know what I mean? You can see it on their face. You're like, okay, we're not going to dive into that. Maybe when he gets a little bit more comfortable and afraid to escape us, we'll start getting into that subject. There's a lot of truth behind that. When you're, oh, yeah. When you're trying to sell an idea, you can't, like, think of Scientology. The mo- one oh, of the yeah. Lessons. You give it to him in pieces. Like, yeah. It's the same with Luciferian we're, we're or not, anything else. We're, we're not going to get fully craziness into what it really is. We're just going to give you enough to make you interested to want to know what it is. Yeah. Curious. It's just breadcrumbs, 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 breadcrumbs. Right. So then this is where you get another book about the leadership of the church. It breaks down from the main prophet because every time somebody, the prophet dies, there's a new prophet that's chosen by Jesus to have the visions and pass whoa, it down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> So there's actually a guy that sits on the top, top, top structure of all the churches? Yep. It's just what you think, a bracket system. This guy has... So it's a full hierarchy then. Which is cool because it's always it's always like 
what is it, one and three? So you have a guy, three people under him, three people under him. Three Does anybody ever him. question the prophet? No, not if you want to stay in the church. Whoa. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you think about it, threes pop up all the time. 33. Freemasons. Joseph Smith was a Freemason. You start to see the pattern emerge after a while. You're all, holy shit, this is, a lot of this is based on the structure of the Freemasons, too. Craziness, right? Yeah. And then you see your own church, you're like, oh, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Right? And so weeks go on of us in this cycle. And this is the funny part is it's only you just come with us on one day on Sunday. Okay, one Sunday is a three-hour adventure. Hour chapel, two half-hour classes, followed by an hour with the elders quorum. Something like that. And then you go home. Get undressed, have your meal, having a nice relaxing Sunday, and hi, we're here just to make sure you guys are having a great day. The missionaries are back. Every Sunday it was like that. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so now we have three hours of church <coughs> and two hours because these missionaries won't leave because we're so damn intriguing. And the conversations you have, me and my wife. It, well, is it intriguing or this is part of the... No, we were intriguing them. No, but I'm saying, is, is, is that a natural event that happens? Probably not, because I asked that. Like, do you guys often run into people like this? No, no. Not everybody is really as interesting as you two. Again, because we're stoners, people have done acid. Well, I, I'm, and I'm shit. just curious if, if that is true, true. Like, they, they don't ever really do that follow up where they come back. I don't, they're supposed to, but they don't always do it. Okay. So, with, with us, that. they knew we were open, so it, they just came in. Well, not yet. Yeah, if you're talking to people that have a totally different aspect from you, it'd be interesting to hear an opinion outside the church. Well, that is where, like, what you were saying. When you have insights into human character based on biblical stories, that's where me and my wife came in. Because they would say, oh, well, it says this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, yeah, well, that's because in human nature, you're more prone to do this and this. So it's more of a warning. Oh, And you get into that, and they're, they're like, wow, you are profound. No, they're actually missing the psychological portion of the human Yeah, nature. they're just regurgitating what they learned. Oh. And they never really picked it apart or looked into it or no, why it was yeah, and why it wasn't. Th these are stories that, that, are, that are imprinted into your biology code to a degree. Right, and that's why, that's why it's the living Bible because it's all designed to talk to your fibrous yeah, but, beam. But they never really had the practical application to see it in real, real, real time with individuals no, probably. No, it's probably because they stay in their own little groups with the exception of missionary work. Yeah, they're just in their lane. Yeah, and they don't venture too far out. I've seen a lot of scaredy cat missionaries. You're like, whoa, that's funny. Here, here's our, here's our missionaries from Guatemala because the church changes them up. I could see that you run across somebody that's so diametrically different on the life path. That yeah, it's a little intimidating. They're not gonna, they're not gonna deal with it. But they liked us, so that was fun. Yeah, because again, like this, and there was even one point one of the missionaries was like, wow, you're really insightful. You could be a prophet one day. I'm like, whoa, how's that path work? Who do I gotta talk to to make that happen? How much have you drank the coolie when you don't realize <laughs> the average person? can really think about these things too like that thank you i was hoping that you would put that together yeah the, so you mean by me being insightful outside of your doctrine while using your doctrine to be insightful yeah. you're suddenly you have no idea other people in the real world have a lot of right. these you're putting me in your place god damn it please don't do that computer um you're putting me in essentially a position of power because i'm somebody who reminds you of the stories you've heard of how the church is supposed to be that's insane yeah isn't it <laughs> talk about a disconnect of what people are Oh, yeah. So that's Sunday, right? Now it becomes Sunday night. Wife's going to make dinner. The last thing she did before they stopped by was make lunch. <laughs> you know? I bet you're not arguing about this. <laughs> no, she's a great cook. Yeah. <laughs> I had to do the dishes. You know, I got to step up. And I gotta hey, do dinner gets done. I, I, that's a fair trade off. Right, delegation. So then they leave. We do our thing. Sometimes, you know how, like, 
schedules work because we're still on a rotating yeah. schedule. So some Mondays or whatever. Monday night is family home evening, right? You're supposed to just turn off all devices and you you spend some time doing with your family. I actually like some of these things. I did too. That's what this is how this is what's like. This isn't such a bad thing. I'm no. spending Monday night with my family. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, you guys are having family home evening. Do you mind if we come in and have it with you? Okay. Who was this that showed the missionaries up? Missionaries again. This the two girls or whatever. The two girls again. Yeah. So <laughs> they're there, and see, the, this is where I have an issue because you can't 100 percent be yourself if they're always around. But do you see the magic working here? You see the pat the reason for that pattern? Yeah, it's it's, it's a, always in your face. There's no getting away from it. Well, not that, but it, it it kind of they're forcing you to try to be not what you're not, and to, to build a face around those people. They're boxing you in. Not just boxing <laughs> you in. They're, they're forcing you to put a mask on, to really even in your own home. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what that's what that's saying to me is like you want to be here enough to curtail a lot of who I am to make me something that I'm not. Yeah. Did I mention that the one missionary had big tits that she could not keep under wrap? They were like, huge. Like, what do you mean? Like, they were huge. Was she flaunting them? No. She, uh, they tried to always, like, wear stuff, like, tight, and she had, like, a special bra that There's would hold them in, and you could see, like, the top, and you're like, then you're going to make somebody a happy husband at one point. <laughs> Probably miserable later on, but at first he's going to be really <laughs> happy. And then the other one was just a skinny, skinny rail, typical blonde girl from Utah. Yeah, it came off an assembly line. Oh, almost. Yeah. Almost brain scrubbed. And what's funny was hearing them talk about, well, someday my husband, all I really want is somebody that's like, just can take care of the family and a loving person. Whoa. That's pretty vague. That's scary. <laughs> you know? That's, what, what do you really want? Yeah, exactly. Is that what you want? Do you want a guy that meshes with your personality? you want a guy you can talk to late at night? Or do you want to just surf? See, the funny thing is, like, as time goes on, me and my old lady are, are way different in the way we view things. And I and I've, at some points, I was like, uh, you know, this could be bad. We have, But the more I go on, it's like, no, I, I, I actually like the giant difference of opinions that me and the old lady have. Well, when you reflect on who you were versus who you are. Well, as, that's th as time goes on, we're, we're becoming more of who we were in the beginning. As the kids oh, get older, oh, you come around full circle, awesome. Yeah, but I, I, I just noticed, like, just me with the old lady, we we're we're giantly different in a lot of our views. But I used to kind of get worried about that, and now I'm like, no, 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 I actually like that because it's better that way. Yeah, we have because that gives us totally two different perspectives viewing something, giantly different perspectives. But it, if we can still rally behind a core tenet of making sure the kids have the best house and that we're actually in a relationship we like, that's the only things that really matter. Do I still love the old lady, and do we still have a hell of a good time hanging out? And are the kids in a safe environment? Yeah. Okay. Boom. Anything outside of that, I really don't give a shit whatever our views day are. Day by day. Just take it as it comes. Well, yeah. Like, she's, like, the, <clears throat> the the whole drug use legalization, that's not her thing. She's 100% opposed to that, which is fine. A lot of people are, strangely enough. Well, I, that's fine, though. She can have that opinion. I'm, I'm not telling her to believe in what I believe. Right. Yeah, we've been but this, But just understand, there are two different perspectives about something. A lot of mine is just from... Practical application of knowing it, using it, and seeing it firsthand. This is how I view it. Mm. Yeah, that should that's fuck how it should be. How it should be. Sorry, I got to play with my computer shut off. I might make a noise. Yeah, go for it. Um. So. So how so how long did they soft sell you this gambit thing for? Like how many weeks? Mm, probably about four or five. As you as and then the material will naturally on a cycle start to get weirder and weirder. Because well, yeah. in January you start over, all the yeah. material starts. Because in the beginning they just they barely open the faucet, and it's yeah. just like, oh yeah, this ain't too bad. There's not a whole lot to collect. And in January, when you start to realize 
Some of the stuff that sounds reasonable at first. Okay, so you and your wife were selected for each other before you were even born. Whoa. Okay, cool. You and your wife will be together in the afterlife if the husband decides that that's Whoa. what he wants to do. But he will decide that because, you know, we're good people, right? Your wife served you right. Then that way you need somebody to help you rule your own universe because if you did everything right, Mormon heaven is being God. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously, dude. That was in January's lesson. I'm all, look over at the old lady. You, or you pick, throw a picture and it's like a fucking oil painting of a cosmos and it's like, what the fucking... These people don't do drugs. Look at this fucking picture. How much mushrooms did Joseph Smith take? <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. What kind of rice and shit are you? What the fuck are you doing, dude? And how long have you guys been going at this point? So we started in November and around January. So it's five, six weeks. And then that finally, seems a little early to get into that. Well, at this point, you got to think you're being exposed to them on Sunday, Monday, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're showing sometimes up, on Tuesday, and they're showing on up. Wednesday. The elders guys show up, and you guys have a little discussion. On Thursday, you're talking to the missionaries again. So, hold on, I'm kind of curious. What, what what was the conversation in the group with guys? Which one? The, the elders. The elders the, quorum? Yeah. What's going on in the church? Um, a lot oh, of it, okay. It's just the inner workings? The, the politics of leadership, essentially. Uh, that, that's what it reminded me of. So, what's going on? Who's there? Who's not there? What's if your you would just. Yeah, exactly. Well, we need this and that. And the other thing, okay, is there anybody having problems? Yeah, Betsy Lou over there and her kids are... Once again, in need of food, and you kind of read between that because you realize, oh, that's the white trash chick in the corner that's probably only here for handouts. Yeah, okay. Oh, was there a lot of that? There was only one family that was there. Like okay. That. And you could tell the kids were just not into it. Oh, but, she probably wasn't either. No, she was just there, and it, it was pretty funny because my wife got me to laugh in chapel. Mind you, I went to a private school for three years and did my fair share of Catholic church and Pentecostal church, and she got me to laugh in chapel. Which is a hard thing to do because usually I make people laugh and they look over and I'm the only one with a straight face, right? Uh, keep going. Wait, what's going on? I don't know. For whatever reason. We're just doing audio apparently. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. I don't know why it kicked the recording. So we're still getting the audio, right? Yep. It's, it's going to be classic audio. Do you know when it cut off? Fuck. I don't know it's why. It's the same it thing that happened it. Friday. Didn't it? No, Friday, Friday it cut the, actually cut the live stream. Oh, okay. Or maybe I didn't. I thought I hit it. Maybe I didn't. I'm retarded. So it's audio only. Yeah, we're going classic, dude. Oh, cool. I can just relax then. So <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Wow, it is a classic show. Yeah. Interesting. Um, But it was funny because that chick was up. And then when you have on the Sunday where you're fasting once a month, <clears throat> you get up, no nothing. Some people, no water. Everybody in there, everybody's mouth sounds like that because they haven't eaten or drinking anything. Is that <coughs> Sorry, dude. Is a is a fasting a normal thing every Sunday? No, it's one Sunday out of the month. Okay. So, and what's the fasting duration? I believe eight or uh, hours? you you eat dinner the night before, and then fast through the whole day and eat dinner the next night. What is is it just to prove that you it's a can, religious thing based on the Bible? Well, go through a struggle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, man, did I go through a struggle on that one? Phew, especially with no water, no coffee. Ooh, I had a headaches like you wouldn't fucking yeah, believe. I can go without eating with coffee or or caffeine, man. That's a hard. That's that was that was that's when you realize how. Well, how a lot of time that's a that's a appetite <clears throat> depressant. Which was crazy because they're like no coffee, no coffee, no coffee, but then half of them are pounding energy drinks like the shit was fucking water. Well, it says no coffee. It doesn't say anything about a beverage. Okay, fair fair enough. Fair enough. Crazy dude, but the chick was up there as testimony. So on that Sunday. You go up and testify about why your faith is so strong in the church. 
And you typically you get the parade of the same people every every yeah, time I, they do I'm, that. I'm curious how many people when they go up there and they talk about it are really legitimately. The ones that look like they're bored tell me that that's legitimate. Yeah, yeah, I met a guy in this thing, and I'm gonna sit back down now. Just phoning it in. Yeah, and then there's the ones like this chick, and I just I feel so compassionate about it, and I know that without Jesus, this and that, and then she's going off, and the wife leans over to me and goes. And when Jesus pulled back the covers and slipped into bed next to me, I knew that I was loved. I'm all, <laughs> laughing, dude. In a dead quiet church, you can hear a fucking pin drop. I just, elephant, la- every turns around with demon eyes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Holy shit. How it's lo- not you. It's not you. How long have you guys been there at this point? This this was toward the end when she did that. Oh, when that you I had- laughed in there and I was like, oh, shit. Like toward the end of being there? Yeah. Because yeah, oh, so we you- were only there for six months or so. Oh shit! You guys, you guys even not even six months, like five months. It wasn't that long. Oh shit! Yeah, it was short, which is which is kind of like how the hell did I end up getting to where I got? You know what I mean? And I don't know. They always wanted me to go up there, and I'm like, I'm not going up there. And then we noticed in chapel that hold on, you 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 know what the problem with a lot of I don't know if this is all. This is gonna be kind of a blanket statement, but a lot of religious people can't take a lot of world world shit. Oh, for sure. They're all good in a group or in their surroundings, but the minute you get out of pocket, they're fucked. Oh, not that, but get them one-on-one and you start telling some dark shit about yourself or your life experiences. Oh, absolutely. They have no way to relate to that. Oh, dude, no shit. That was the problem with some of these people. There was one guy, like, when I was going to the the church with my mom and everything. What church? What kind of church was it? It was a Christian church, but the pastor was a Christian Baptist. Was it like... I don't quite know. I don't. Uh, know, okay. I don't know enough. But the, the reason I went because the, the pastor was he was a legit dude. Like when you talk to him, the dude was legit. He came off as a legitimate, like, good dude. You could have real conversations that led into dark areas, and he had an understanding. But of, that's human nature. You should be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, but, that's that's but, the problem I have with a lot of. But a lot of people that go there <clears throat> didn't. And they're, they're trying to hide from that. Like yeah. it, like it doesn't exist. And there was one young guy going there. He, I shouldn't say young, but he was probably about uh, six years younger than me. And he was trying to friend me a little bit and everything. I was like, buddy, like, I'm not into friends. I'm, I gotta, <laughs> no shit. like, that's not my wheelhouse. Like, friends are. Like my joke, if you're my friend, congratulations, you're one of five people. Yes. <laughs> you know it's very, <laughs> like, I, I I, probably consider realistically, like, maybe four people to be my friends. Like, you, and it's like three, maybe four people that fall. Anything, anybody else of that, you get the acquaintance fucking title. Yeah, that, that means I know you, but I'm not going to do anything for you. So we can spend time off. together, but don't don't lay your baggage at my door. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't call me up to hang out because I have no interest. Like it's not going to. Fuck! Like, I even have trouble doing that with people that are my friends. You want to hang out? Nah. Nah, I'm not feeling but it. But at least I get an honest answer. No, That's I don't different. want to. Yeah, but so he was trying to reach out to me and whatever and uh and everything and like we would talk and I'm not really good. Like if if I know I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of pocket a little bit, I usually don't say anything and I and I. That's what I do. I, I either I'm going to talk or I fucking hundred percent quiet. I don't say shit. Well, he apparently he had some demons and he didn't know how to tell me that he had demons that he wanted to talk about. No shit. And he didn't want to be judged by the church. So we met up a couple times to go fucking have coffee and he had a kid or whatever to let the kids play or whatever. So we would talk and I I know I unloaded some of my personal life, some of my grown up shit, the shit I seen and went through. And he's like, it's I'm I'm it's so glad to hear that from somebody. He's like. Like, what does that mean? It's like, a lot of these people, you can't tell stuff like that. I was like, well, I'm not going to tell anybody like that, but, like, this is, you know, a little bit more the core person that I am. 
and he it was kind of like this moment of silence. He's like, "Can I tell you something?" I was like, "I don't give a fuck." I'm like, "That's we're not in the church," so that was my response. He didn't quite know how to take it. He's like, uh, "Yeah." He's like, "He's like, I have a giant alcohol problem." Go on. Yeah, I was like, "Well, okay. want to go get a beer?" <laughs> so I was like, "Okay." Like, you know, like, what do you mean? He's like, "I dude, like, I I drink a lot of fucking vodka." I was like, "Yeah, that's you're probably fucking running from something." He's like, "I am." Yeah, that's normal. It's human nature. He's like, well, how do you get around that? I said, you don't. <laughs> you face it until something. Yes. I was like, you have an issue, and, you, and instead of you wanting to deal with it, you don't know how to deal with it, so the alternative is just to try to drown it out. He's like, does that make me a bad person? I was like, no. It means you have a problem, and, you're, and you're, you have a fear of dealing with it. Yeah, you and 90% of other adults. Yeah, I was like. Oh, I said everybody fucking And, and I use this as an opportunity. I was like, you think these people that you're going to church with don't have a, a fucking laundry list of demons that they're not that they're just not good at hiding from you? He said, well, they all seem like they're put together. I was like, that's a red flag, and it should be a red flag to nobody's anybody. put together. Yes. Yeah. That's true. What, you, what you're presenting. I, I, <clears throat> I think going out, me going out and having coffee with them and, and trying to speak reason, like, the, your actions are not far removed as you think they are. They're very much, to a lot of people, some people are good at fucking covering that shit up, and they put on a go chill. I was like, you're not hanging out with these people. You get to see them when they're all fucking churched up on a Sunday morning, Looking their best, looking amazing, and having this this facade of that's an amazing life and amazing relationship. And he's like, well, "What about you and the old lady?" I was like, "We argue all the time." He's like, "Then how do you be in a relationship like that?" I was like, "Cause it's normal." Yeah, if you think you're gonna ever get away from that, what the fuck? Yeah, and he's and he's like, "So you argue with your wife?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, well, then "What happens?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "We get on, we move on with our lives." Oh yeah. I was like, "That's not an ending proposition." He's like, "Yeah, I argue with my wife a lot." I was like, "Yeah, it's normal." Yeah, what sucks is when you think it's an end-all, be-all argument. And that's the thing. You is, have to grow up out of that the, shit. The thing is, when you're around an environment when everybody has illusion and everything's picture-perfect and yours isn't that way, you start to fucking project, like, what am I doing wrong that everybody else is doing Oh, that was right? a big problem in that church, too. A lot of people just were in denial that everybody had fucking issues. Like, this one dude that was in, he was out, he was in, and his job, which he was in a different room of, because they break it down like you have the leadership group, like when it's just the, the head the last meeting of the day where you have all the people that are in charge of the music and the people are in charge of the church and the people, you know what I mean? It break. I don't know what the women do for that hour, but so exchange recipes or something. Make brownies. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. And the kids are meanwhile in these three different classes and playing. Well, and shit. Well, let's get back on. So you've been there about now five, five weeks. Maybe. Well, I'm still, it's taking me, I have to kind of set the foundation okay. because that's, I'm still, it takes a lot of that because it's complicated, but well, that's kind of where it leads me is the, the musician guy that was in and out of there. And he was really, really loved in the church. And the guy came off as a fruit, much like the bishop did. Yeah. M- most people that can delve deep in the artistic side, let's be honest, they're, if they're more expressive, they're more expressive. It's a lot more feminine quality sometimes. Yeah, I have that too. But I realized in doing this show that it's actually not necessarily effeminate, effeminate as it is childish. <laughs> So same thing. Well, it's weird. It's it's a weird line to <clears throat> straddle sometimes. Well, yeah, because yeah, for sure. Being being more on the artistic side, you, you need to delve in more into the emotional side of yourself. That's where I think it's the yin and the yang. You have to have equal parts of both. Yes. You can't be too overly masculine unless well, you're. If you're too overly masculine, you get stuck in a very rooted way where you're not open to ideas or open to your mind or open to different. That's where I think math metal comes from. Like a lot of musicians that I can't play with, are the ones that are okay. It's this chord for this. Then they want to write down the measures and everything else. I'm all. Just ride with it, bro. What Do what feels. Where, I can tell when the change is coming. I don't have to count. I know when it's there because it feels like it's coming. Yeah. And if it's, it's unexplainable. And I've tried to play with people that don't get that, and it's just impossible. They're great musicians, but they're not on the creative side. It's, it's a weird thing <clears throat> to straddle. 
Well, different types of creative. Well, just doing, like, we're learning it firsthand doing the podcast. It's a weird line to straddle. You're trying to find the creative side, but it requires you to be more open about things. Right. And that's where, like, this one, deciding do I want to format or do I want to just run it loose? Well, yeah. because it's going to be a lot of provoked memories, we're just going to run it loose. Well, the big thing, like, just trying to spend time in my own head recently and trying to do ideas, it's harder doing it on your own, in your own head. Like, I'll notice, like, if, if I go walking around the outside of the mall or whatever, and I'm sitting there, instead of in my own head, like, trying to think about it, I'll usually kind of talk to myself. I don't know if that sounds crazy. For some for some reason, having, most geniuses do talk to them. But having more of a dialogue for some whatever reason, it's easier for me to parse the information. It's not so much talking to myself. It's talking out an idea and, and trying to make it work. For whatever reason, doing this has led into more of that, like, you have to you have to sound it because it'll sound one way in your head, Correct. but it's not till you try and, and put it into words. And that's what I notice. Like if I come up with an idea and I write it down, when I start to talk it out loud, it doesn't. It, it's missing some part of the element for me to really expand on the idea. But I notice if, if like if I'm walking, like if we mean you walk and talk, it's an expansion of ideas that happen. Yeah, you never we, know. It's just like the show. You never know where we're going to end and up. And it in gets that the form. And so, but if I'm walking there in my own head, where I can't really write it down. It's a fleeting thing I can't really grasp. And when, by the time I get back and I want to write it down, it's already gone. It's already gone. Yeah, that happens but, to me all the time. But if we were like, if I walk and talk it out, I get the, I get to mold it the whole time I'm doing it. By the time I get back, I can write pieces of it down. Yeah, you'll remember the conversation. For yes. Triggers, visual triggers. It's it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a common thing when like for comedians, comedians because comedians do a lot of writing or. Or, or writers in general, if they do a lot of talking it out to see how it sounds and see how it works. And yeah, because I've had jokes sound funny in my head, but you can never get the delivery right. You're all, fuck, and it takes you three and, or four times. And that's what I'm wondering if, like, because comics are always about you have to work, the, you come up with an idea and you have to go test it. Yes. And I wonder if the testing is a point of you putting it out there and to see if it really is what you thought it was in your head. I think all my bosses have either loved or hate that I use work for that. So the more people there are, the more you can test fire a joke in a day. You tell it to 12 different people, and by the, by the 12th person, it's fucking hilarious. You've, you've cultivated it. You yeah. You gave it some legs. Oh, fucking A. But, but it requires a dialogue aspect of it for it to happen. Yes. Just it's running this running in your head doesn't... Feedback. It's because of the feedback. You're watching the person's facial expression. Well, not, not, not Are so much, interested? Not in the feedback, too, but if you <clears> do it to yourself, you can understand when you're trying to talk about it, it falls apart. So you, oh, you can, yeah, you can structure it in real time. It, I don't know if that's crazy or not. No, I think it's normal for a certain mind type. Well, because it is a form of talking to yourself, but it's not a form of, like, a combative I'm talking. not having a conversation with myself. I'm just talking it out. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Very it's, much so. Now, when there's two responses and two different two different points of view, <laughs> you might have a fucking problem. You're like, you're talking about it, and then part of you is like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so, what are you talking about? I'm talking about this. Everybody gonna, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much fucking feedback. Oh, God. And no audience. Well, that was when, I guess we'll kind of get into that. So, now you've seen... The pattern, the slow, and by this point, I have a stack full of books. And I noticed through reading these books, they all start out with a little bit of a, a similar tone. So what, what is it's it? It's the same information. There's a total of four or five books now? Yes. Yeah, good stack of them. Yeah, the Book of Mormon that I'm reading, and then I integrate these other books on principles and doctrine so, and history. So hold on. So the Book of Mormon, what is that? How big is that? What, what's the, what's the, what does that really consist of? Let's start, let's um, that's down. basically the story... Of the interpreted plates. Okay. What's the interpreted plates? The interpreted plates are allegedly what... Oh, the interpreted plates. Plates, yeah. Okay. Like like the South Park thing, absolutely the, true. The seeing scones or whatever they Well, are. it's the gold plates that were written in a language that the seeing stone interpreted for Joseph Smith. Okay. Now, here's the problem. Like I was saying earlier, when 
they just skipped right over, well, these are the plates based on the description of Joseph Smith. And he used the plates to discern what we know is the Book of Mormon. So the Book of Mormon says, and they just roll with it. It's like, well, wait a minute. Did you guys forget the actual story? He interpreted it, wrote a Book of Mormon. His wife wasn't really down with that shit. And this is before the polygamy. Was like, well, hold on. You know, he says that the seer stone, he interpreted the plates. And the guy says, well, lose the transcript. And if it's genuine, he'll come up with the same thing. So she did that exactly that. He got mad, said, screw it, I'll do it all over again. She's a witch, burner. <laughs> well, this is why the polygamy happened, because he didn't end up liking her. And uh, that's my interpretation. And I he, think there's a lot of truth behind that. More than likely, she wouldn't go along with it. And so when the second rendition of the Book of Mormon, which is what we have now, <laughs> the God new, wouldn't... In, the God, New Testament. The New New Testament. <laughs> the New 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 Testament, 2.0, if you will, wasn't the same thing. And it's because God was angry... And now somehow it's different because yeah, this version has a lot more fuck women in it. Well, because <laughs> if you didn't, if you, you know, shit, this one's a lot more about something how women about are bad. I can't believe you would throw away this fucking scripture that I told you. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, it, I don't even know where the differences lie, but what the Book of Mormon is is a history that's interpreted from. I think it was. I don't know, like, Mo, not Moses' brother was the first one. The second one was the guy that escaped Sodom and Gomorrah, jumped on a boat and ended up in the Americas, somewhere near the state of New York in the northwest quadrant. Hey, I don't know. Yeah, and then wrote, well, the Book of Mormon is like the oral history or some shit. I don't know. It all it kind of jumbles together. I try, yeah. That's why I tried to read it earlier. But essentially, it's all of his descendants. So from him fleeing Israel or whatever, him on the boat ride, this sounds super loose. It is super loose. And I'll get into that. Give me a second. Where as it goes, as it, as it progresses, the writing gets better. And some of the stories are action-packed. They're pretty awesome. But this, I think it, it was, sounds like somebody working out an idea. For sure. The second, the second book, <coughs> and mind you, Joseph Smith couldn't really read or write very well. So I think he had to say all this out loud so somebody wrote it down. Okay. Imagine that. Yeah. But he had, we were just talking about how when you talk out the idea, <laughs> it gets way better. Oh, see, God's guiding us. So we <laughs> so he went coincidence? I think uh, not. No, it's how the universe works, man. We're on that right wavelength. And he he was witness to a bunch of uh, sermons because he was, you know, in the story, he was exploring a bunch of different churches, none of them were right. He walks into the woods. Sees God and his son. He says, this is my son, and he has something for you. Digs in the ground, finds the gold plates that nobody else saw, and the seer stone. The seer stone interprets the plates, and then he further buried them so nobody else can contaminate some bullshit. I don't know. Whoa. Just imagine a, a, a wife's tale. Now, number one, Moses never even saw God because God told Moses, if you look upon me, you're dead. Your soul is going to be completely disintegrated. So now Joseph Smith, the rules changed at some point. He must have missed that part. How, how long, when did <clears throat> Joseph Smith write that? That book. The late 1800s. I think it's 1870s. Oh, so this is way after everything. Oh, yeah. Like crusades and everything had transpired yeah. the whole nine. Yeah, and there was a bunch of, because you got to think there was Protestants, and there was basically six different. Yeah, the Catholic Reformation, everything. The, Roli, the, the yeah, Holy Roman Empire. All these things had went through those cycles already. Think about how Christianity splintered into a bunch of different groups. Yeah. And that's what he was tired of and decided to make his own religion. You get tired of the institution. But I struggled, and it, like I said, it took me a good three weeks to get, I think it's the second book, is it Moroni or something, where it took me forever to read because it was constantly, and therefore they, 
walked out and therefore when they walked out, they walked into the mud and therefore they were covered in mud and, and for as much as, and it's like, it's literally somebody trying to make it sound like Bible speak. Well, a lot of it, it's them trying to be descriptive, but fucking failing. But the problem is, is that the old Testament was, it was translated from the Torah, right? The Jewish yeah. book, which is a different language from the new Testament, which is why if you even read the old King James version, the dialect changes. So the for as much and these shall as much as ye shall pass and shit like that is in the Old Testament, but not so much the new one. A lot of the old writing was like that. A lot of the old writing is a is more of a dialect read. But if he was interpreting this through the tools of God, why was there so much stuttering going on? You know what I mean? That's what I looked at as like a, a mental stutter. There's, it's so much information, it's hard to convey. But it. why would it sound so bible if it wasn't a fraud? Is what I'm saying. I don't know about that. And I one. Yeah, think about it. He was trying to make it sound Bibleish. He didn't. He like didn't, intent. The he, intent of trying to make it sound Bible. Yeah, because he there. didn't know that. Like what I know through private school, because I had to learn not only about the Bible, what was in the Bible, who was written it, who translated, it, how many languages was it translated from, and the whole history of how it was carried. Which is super complex. Absolutely complex. Which is why it's written in the speak that it is. So when somebody doesn't understand that chain of events that happened. And they're trying to make something sound bible not realizing if God's talking to you, this is going to be as plain English as it gets because his message has to be conveyed. That was what that was my thoughts. So at this point, after I got through that, and even the missionaries are making fun of it, nobody gets through Moroni. It takes forever. Just skip through it. I'm like, no, I'll read it. I got it. I got it. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. It was just stupid. You know, you know where it would have been better if someone read it aloud. Oh God, you stutter. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, but I think it would. It would. Do better. Something when it you would make more. It would make more sense that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, because it's what well, it. It almost sounds like it comes in the form of a dialogue. So read aloud, it might land better than trying to read it within your own head. True, that might have been. Actually, I noticed I do whisper a lot when I was reading stuff like that. Okay, that makes sense. You're saying it. You're at least moving your mouth. Yeah, you're. You're when you say out loud, it it becomes more real in the way the context works of something. And at this point, my mental break was in the past. I had had some problems at work, and we tried to have babies because that's what Mormons do, right? And we ended up with like an empty sack scenario. It was really tragic because we thought we were having a kid and we oh, weren't shit. having a kid, and they were all laying hands on the wife. And I've seen that energy flow before. I guess that's what I'll call it. There was, and this is when I started to discern what I was feeling in chapel because all these people believed what they were doing, but I saw my wife and her energy didn't change at all. And I've seen before with, with other stuff where you see people touch somebody and you can watch the transition happen. It, it makes more sense on mushrooms, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it just seems so empty. You know what I mean? They weren't helping her at all. There was no mindset change. There was nothing. She got more from hugging me than she did from these people trying to well, invoke the power. A lot of it's just phoning it in. Oh, dude. That, that, that term that I, I like I like using that term because it's, it's a good metaphor to understand what that really means. Yeah, you just get to phone it in. Yeah, sure. you, like, you, like you're just phoning it in. Like someone, like someone's having something going on you don't want to go. You're like, hey, you, I totally wish I could have came, but I didn't. You know, hugs and wishes. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Dogs in the bath got to go. <laughs> Why did you put the dog in the bath and then call me? So I wouldn't have to be on the phone, bitch. Yeah, you live two blocks away. You gonna make it? No. No, I'm just not feeling hanging out with you today. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can't be saying the quiet part out loud. No, and that was they. Go, you go through all these motions that just start to feel phony, and you go to the seer, the prophet. I don't even remember. You know what? You know what? This would have landed way better if you were younger. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Like, but, like early 20s? Well, there was a point 
that I gave it just my good all. Let's see what happens if I go all in and truly believe if anything changes, if nothing changes. It was like, okay, so this isn't the answer. Okay, and I just quietly kept that to myself. I'm like, okay, now I'm not there because I've already done my faith trials. I've you done know, all my shit. But you know what? That's such a human perspective. If I just do this, this is going to be that piece of candy I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And when you realize it's not, you're faced with a choice. Yes. Let's see if I can take this one for a ride. Well, not that, but you're mm. faced with a choice. Like, I really don't know what I want to do then. Like, right. I thought this was it, but now that I got the piece of candy, it's not It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, they were really helpful in that, like, yeah, I got suspended from work at one point, and these people, they were bringing us food from their stores because they all have storage food, and if everybody brings you one item, you have hundreds of items, and now you have enough Fucking food. Fucking preppers. And it's all just the grossest Mormon food. You can ever oh, really? Think of. There was no fresh eggs. There was nothing. It was dry goods. Well, a lot of it's, like, real legit, like, like old oatmeal and shit like that stuff that has a giant shelf life. Oh yeah. So that was really nice of them. But the metaphor was when we were baptized and it was a storm and rainy day. You got baptized Mm -hmm. in the church. Yeah. Holy shit. And it was this whole thing after church and only some people could come and some people couldn't. It was really crazy. And, um, at this point the missionaries had changed out. So we went from the two girls to these two guys, a couple of the geekiest fuckers you'd ever meet. Right. And there were still, I still see them on Facebook and shit. They're having their little lives. And they caught the same thing as the other two. Like, you guys are really insightful on this. I mean, how long have you been in the church? Oh, only a couple months. You wouldn't know it. Your faith is astounding. Don't call it that. How fucking disconnected are you? Exactly. We were, we were the intrigue constantly when we were there. We always got invited to everything. And like I said, you're seven days a week involved in the church in some way. You don't get a day off. I had to wait till 10.30 till I knew nobody was coming to play Call of Duty. Oh, that is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking from like a bubble perspective. You guys are so in the bubble. Yes. That somebody that's touching the bubble itself. It's, yeah, it's 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 on thin ice for sure, dude. You're, it's always, way, always there's cracks. And you start to realize the families that are having problems. The one music guy turned out to be gay and he was constantly trying to pray away the gay. Oh, and he, that's, why, that's why he was in and out of church. We were convinced the bishop was gay because his wife was happily miserable. You know what I mean? <laughs> she was always cooking shit and gaining 10 pounds a month. And just you tell she was miserable. Dude probably ain't laid fucking pipe in months. Or maybe he didn't want to lay pipe to that. Yeah, they had their kids. We're good. We're good. Oh, I like I like me some men's. Was you pretty lispy? Oh, very much so. Super lispy. A lot of flappy army shit. That was the joke when I didn't have, like, white shirts because it came, because normally I dress in my nice stuff, but it's all colorful. And eventually there was the conversation of, well, here's some shirts, there's some white stuff, a little more, here's some black ties for you. And I'm like, are you sure we're the same size? He's like, well, put it on, let's see. Okay. (laughs) You're looking at him like, do you like, you know, trying to. Can you turn around, (laughs) you fucker? Yeah, exactly. I mean, do I have to wear my space jammies under this shit or what? (laughs) So... And that was where you, the breakdown kind of started to happen. And then after the event of the miscarriage, we started seeing things a little bit differently. But now we're like fucking in it, right? And at this point, I... Like, I want to get off this plane. Well, I had I had essentially... Well, the baptism was symbolis, symbolism to me of the heater was broke. And mind you, it's middle of winter, stormy day. The light in there is really low because it, the room relied a lot on natural light. And I had to go first. Right. And dude jumps in. I jump in and this shit's fucking cold because it's it's water out of the tap. Right. Are you like a bathtub? It's a big tub that they have in a ceremony room. Yeah. It's its own separate room just for baptism. It's a cere- yeah. ceremony room. So what we need you to do, we need you to get naked 
and jump in this tub. They were very clear on not wearing clear stuff and nothing that. Would... And don't be afraid to touch yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's cold water. We're not going to get a show today. <laughs> <laughs> a little walnut with a fucking <laughs> spritzel. So, <laughs> so I get in the water. And they're doing their prayer, and everybody's standing there, and you see these faces of these people like Charlie Brown perched over the looking glass because there was a glass thing, so there was no splash or anything. And they're all looking like so happy that I'm getting baptized. A couple of people in the elders' quorum were just dry, just watching because they're, they're there to witness, and it was creepy as fuck. And this is when I... I this is a serious matter. Very serious. Oh, fuck. Very, very serious. And, you know, he's like, you can plug your nose if you want. I'm like, Phew. You know, I'm like, dude, I've been swimming since I was four. Plug my nose. I got this. I ain't a bitch. And he puts me under, and it was the weirdest thing because it was on like a fasting day. So I'm already like disassociated with, sober for months now. And it felt like I was under for, for a good minute. And I felt the cold permeate me and something leave, right? And when I got up, I noticed that the temperature of the water had actually changed. Like, that fucking water sucked all the heat out of me. It was the devil. Maybe. But then my wife gets in there, and I'm sitting there shivering my ass off when we're done. She gets out. She's not shivering nothing. She's like, oh, come on. Don't be a baby. It wasn't that cold. I'm all, because I heated it up for you. And that was like symbolism to our life. Yeah. I go through shit that's uncomfortable, so you can get nice and comfortable after I've already gone through that shit. God damn it. That ain't a metaphor. <laughs> that was totally metaphor. Our whole life after that point hinged on, like, in my head hinges on that. Of, yeah, I guess I'm taking the assault so you can be comfortable. That's essentially what happened. And then after that, you get to go talk to a guy who speaks into a microphone, gives you a transcript. He's prophesying your gift. It was the most, dude, I've gotten better reads from a psychic on the internet from a horoscope. This It was all the most bland, stupid, had nothing to do with nothing. Her read was about you being a good wife and making cookies. and It was so dumb. And that's when we're both like, okay, so this isn't, and she was like, I noticed she was binding her tongue. She was biting her tongue on some of the stuff she was contemptual about. Like right? what? Because, well, like, she's like, like that. That was so stupid. That was this and that. I'm like, well, you know, we're trying it out. You know, let's just go. And because I was always gone. And at that point, I could do, I could go with, the, we broke up into groups of three. And certain Sundays, we would go door knock because one guy quit. And then I got his job. Which is quit, essentially... Like, we mean quit the church? Quit the church or moved or something. He was gone. His job, essentially, it's the KGB of the church. You get a ro- you get a roster, and instead of sitting with your family, you get to walk around and mark off the names of everybody who's in there. Everybody who's not in there, you get a highlighter. If you're not in there certain weeks in a row, you switch to the second page. These are people that have ghosted on us. We need to go talk to them. <laughs> I don't like that. Dude, Nothing about that. This is where the shit gets creepy. Yeah. You're like, holy fuck. And it's like, well, what do you got? And like the first day, I'm all Mr. CIA going, okay, well, I noticed that such and such wasn't here. He was here the week before, but he was without his family. I think they're falling apart and blah, blah, blah. They're like, that's why we chose you for this job. God told me that you would do good at this Shut shit. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Straight up, no dude. No fucking way. Oh, it's fucking serious, dude. That's how, that, I didn't know it worked like that. And I was, I, I was like, whoa, because I was kind of being a smart ass. Because at this point, I had already tried it. I had already realized, like I was saying, that look that I saw, that feeling that I got in chapel wasn't because God was there. I was feeling the faith of these people going, wow, this is tasty. I see why this would be addictive for a cult leader standpoint. Yeah, it's a mindset movement. Oh, dude, these people were all in on that shit. And then when you realize they're keeping tabs on people, and they took me, and later on, 
it was a big thing when we were talking about it. We need to always take this guy. Because I was standing there, and the people would rarely, at first, they're like, oh, hi, yeah, we're not really interested in this and that and the other thing. And then I would start talking, and they'd open the door and come out and be like, who are you? And there was always that unspoken thing of, you don't belong with these people. Like that You seem a little <laughs> too normal. Yeah, you're not one of these guys. That's weird. It's like these people are cops th- and lawyers. That, and That tells you where they have a disconnect of bridging the gap. Oh, for sure. And there was one guy who never, he hadn't let a Mormon in his house in fucking a year. And we went in there and we were talking. And I, of course, you know, I got my notes that I'm hiding. And fucking, <laughs> he's like, because I had to do a debrief after every fucking house and hand it in so it could be documented of what these people said. Whoa. Yeah, dude. I was I like. don't like any And of that. I was really good at it, which I scared myself. Because they're like, nobody has ever done this good at this job this fast. I'm all, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I said it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that's not some freaky shit. Right? And then you get into, like, uh, we saw the one music guy. Right after I had this particular function in the church, we saw him at um, Costco. Oh, he's probably trying to run from you. And he was at a table handing out Hershey Kiss samples. Uh, oh, sure. we can make some little s'more. His lisp was like on fire. I mean, oh, he, he wasn't was, hiding it. He was way more gay than he was ever in that church. He wasn't trying to control it. No, he, was he just, wasn't. He was and just he, being himself. There was this moment where he looked up, made eye contact with me. And you could see, you the knew, fear. You, fear. What, what the fuck was going on in his head? Like, oh shit, the KGB's here. <laughs> like, that's exactly the look he Were had on his face. Were you by yourself? I was with my wife. You should have used it as an opportunity to be like, dude, just be yourself, man. And that I looked at him and I was all, hang on, that's dude from the church. And he like stopped his whole spiel, fucking packed his shit up and went, I'm going on my 10, took off. I was like, oh, did I just scare that guy, dude? That sucks, dude. Doesn't that suck? Yeah. I think that's bullshit, which is when we started looking into stats and stuff, where the suicide rate amongst Mormons that are gay is abnormally high. Oh, they're, they're, they would rather They would rather fucking auto-disconnect than fucking deal with it. Well, I think church in general does a lot of that. Oh, dude, it was it's the saddest thing when you start to realize what's really going on there. Well, no, I, I, I think it's very true that some people just, the mechanics of the brain is different, and they, they're gay. It's... I don't think you can get out of it. I think yeah, with with women it can be a choice. With men, you're wired that way. Well, it, even then, I think women might go through weird scenarios in life that forces them into that. Or yeah, like my grandma. Yeah, it's she's just, just had enough of been taken for a ride with men. Yeah, or just bad circumstance. But even then, I I think you you will get a subset of women. It's probably on a smaller margin than guys that end up being gay. Hmm, interesting. I, I I could be wrong, but just looking at on the, the outside, just on the surface, yeah. I yeah. don't I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't know, I don't but fucking know. This is just thinking about men and women, how different they are. It's just, I mean, how many guys did you grow up going to high school with that were fucking lispy? It's like quite a few, but only one came out of the closet right after he graduated. We're like, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Like we knew. Did dude. you hear he came out of the closet? I'm all duh. Yeah. Now that he's not going to church school, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Just of course, be yourself. He yeah, dude. he's he's doing his thing. So. That's that's part of the weird shit. That's the that's the realistic math of it. This this shit's weird. In order to get into temple, now you know the temple like it's in Rancho, big beautiful site. You even so much, and I used to like drive. Hold on. Hold on. So so they have stake sites and then they have temples. Yes, in a temple you got to work to get in there. You can't just go in there. Yeah, you need to put some. You hours. have to fulfill some check some check boxes. And what's these check boxes? You have to be up on your tithing ten percent. Period. They want to see paycheck stubs and make sure you're paid up. Whoa. You have to. That's a big encroachment in your personal Isn't life. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? I got signed off on that by the bishop because I was good at my job. Um, <laughs> the KGB job. Holy fuck. 
Fuck, yeah, dude. right. I got, I got, I got, I got. Um, what, what were you, grandfathered what, in? If you what will. was the internal dialogue when all this was transpiring? When you got to this point, it's a fucking cult. Oh my god, this is terrible. But you were still going into it because I thought my wife wanted to be there. Oh, and you guys hadn't really talked about. No, oh. that's how much the brainwashing takes hold. It's like don't talk about something you really think. You're, Keep that you're, to yourself. Yours is to serve. <laughs> Holy shit Right I'm doing good I'm doing good So you're kind of questioning it She's probably already questioning it You but, guys are scared but To at tell this each point, other I'm on Psychonaut and I've, You know the person That I became after that You know why I am Like the way I am yeah. now um, An analytical of people of Like okay What do you believe <laughs> Let's find out why <laughs> How far can we run this one And The first thing you have to do Is you go in I call it the back door Of the temple You don't actually get to go In the main room you go on um, this little back part there where you're baptizing people by proxy. So anybody that isn't baptized Latter-day Saint won't go to heaven. So they have a scroll of people, and you can, you can pencil in people in your family that have died. And then you take the place and get baptized for them. Ten times for them, you know, f- like for ten different this people. This is insanity. Isn't it, though? Oh, dude. And once you've fulfilled a certain amount of that, then you can go into temple. Once oh, you've checked all the checked the boxes and your faith's good, you've been in the church long enough, you're in of the end. The bishop has to sign off it. The elder quorum has to sign off on it. Everybody has to sign off on it. And then they do this eerily sadistic, borderline satanic ritual where... They kill a goat? No, but you have to... This is where you have to get naked, and then they like give you a robe, and your wife's in a separate room with a bunch of women, and you're in a room with a bunch of men, and they put you all together, and they put this play on that shows you that uh, Lucifer and Jesus are brothers, and it's basically I can tempt them, though you can't. There's this whole thing that Adam and Eve it it, it it and they whisper your name in the afterlife, and the thing that they don't tell you, and this is this is the part where it's funny. You're not supposed to talk about the name you receive. The kicker is. There's a reason for that, because everybody's Adam and every woman is Eve. That's the, that's the slap. You, when, you, when you actually get to that part, you're all, oh, geez, dude, really? So I had to sit through this fucking, this ceremony that makes me completely uncomfortable, more uncomfortable. I, I would feel more comfortable in a goddamn satanic church than this shit. You know what I mean? And it's just absolutely do you, creepy. Do you, do you ever look back on that and think about how many people bought into that? That, were, that was in the room at the time. I'm sure they were. No, and actually, I haven't. How many people really believed in that? Really? Shit? Yeah. Or were they going through the motions? I don't know. I don't know. But here's where the weird shit started. Because you know, I'm a trippy dude, so I got to get into that too. On a fasting day, one time, and this is as I'm approaching the end of the Book of Mormon, there's some pretty cool battles that happened. And then you look at where it happened according to the doctrine, you Google that that particular region in South America and realized that, okay, so he was wrong. There's no mountains there. There's no, there's no way they could have approached from the east, and there's not even a single arrowhead buried out there. No, all the mountains are on the, on the western area of South America. Yeah, there's no, there's, none of it added up, and that's when dude that worked next to me was like, well, you can't really let your, your faith hinge on, you know, historical fact. On science? <laughs> what? <laughs> on geographical science? Excuse me? And remember how we talked about the power of fasting? It was, I think it was the DMT episode. Yeah. And we were talking about that. And this is where shit really got weird because I'm not sure if I fell asleep or what happened, but I'm reading about this battle and all of a sudden my mind's eye has a story, right? And essentially it's kind of goes back to the original Joseph Smith seeing two angels come down. We have a New Testament or whatever. And what I'm seeing is kind of a rewind from those two beings of light going back up 
and what happened before they came down. And it was essentially aliens arguing, going, well, they've fallen for all this shit, but I got, I got one for you. Let's see if we can give them the most ridiculous fucking story, and if these fucking morons will follow it, then we know humanity's ripe. And I fucking, <gasps> what the hell was that? And I talked to the guys about it, and all of them are all, no, I've never really had any type of visions or anything when I've been reading the Bible or not. You should really talk to the bishop about this, and maybe we should involve the no. prophet. <laughs> no, that's no. When, that's when my name went up the flagpole. And I was like, oh, shit. They were all about it. Oh, we finally have you. You might be in running for prophet. I'm like, oh, no. God. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm getting too deep into this shit. Right? And then I don't remember at what point, and this one scared the hell out of my family because they're all like Pentecostally, you know, and one night, and this, I had problems sleeping. And of course, you know, when you have a life of caffeine and alcohol, that's going to happen when you're sober, even after five, six oh, months. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. And I opened my eyes and I saw a robed figure standing over me with like little writings on the inside of his robe, a lot like the robes they wear in temple. And it, the face was covered and just nothing but black underneath with the hand on my chest. And I'm all, fucking just full on went to hit it. It fucking disappears. And I take the fucking lamp out. That's right there next to my bed. And I'm like, maybe, maybe it was just the shape of the lamp made it look, no, but his head was over here. Which, Oh crap. And I sat up and my wife's like, what the hell are you doing? You know? And I, cause I just woke her up. Cause I just fucking Molly whopped the, the lamp. <laughs> it's cause it was mounted to the fucking side table. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Okay. And I talked to a couple of people. Oh, that shit's getting scary. And I'm like, I think I'm getting too deep. And I was like, fuck, I'm getting way too deep. It's weird how your mind will take things. Yeah, and that's like your your sleep paralysis state, I think is what they call that. When you wake up, but you have very little control of yourself, you're still dreaming, essentially. I think that's that's essentially what that was. My wife, I'll, I'll tell you in the morning. And we the next morning, she's like, what was that last night? You know, it was a Saturday night. And I'm like, I'll tell you after church. So we go through the motions in the church, and I'm a little disoriented, and I had to make a speech for the elders quorum based on one chapter of whatever book. What the and fuck? And I did dude. a good job and they you were all like, loved it. Like you're deep in the Kool-Aid. Oh yeah. And I did it and they're like, well, nobody's ever had were, that were, kind of insight. Were, were you questioning a lot of the shit at this point? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Between the the space and becoming God and all this shit and the space jammies and what happened during the baptism and the dream and the long- You've only been there for like how many months now? About half a year, I think. Is the very end. I mean, how fucking gullible are these people? Very, because they bought my shit. Because I, I think I phoned it in at three months. So the last three months, right about, right after the baptism, is when I went. Mm, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I. Oh, it's kind of weird. My faith isn't this strong. And that's when my, I kind of woke up. I finished the Book of Mormon. I'm all, okay, this is bullshit. Because I had a highlighter, and I went through all <laughs> the. Sh- how I, dare you question this book? I, I went through the shit that. Con- <laughs> well, I went through the shit that contradicted itself. And a lot of a lot of people that I talked to, even the missionaries, had never read the book cover to cover, especially that fast. And I was like, that's when I was able to go, nope, that's bullshit. Highlight it. Go back to where, because I have a memory where I can go back to the page I saw it on. Uh, highlight that and put my notes in, which comes in, which comes into when I got out of the church. Because when I got out of the church, I gave them that book back, and I'm pretty sure they burned it. <laughs> well, well, it's not even that, but like if the missionaries are coming over, you just start asking them, them these questions. There was a little bit of that, but you'd be surprised how much pushback you get. When you start questioning things and going, well, it says here in this book, but that's a condensed version of this because if you actually read more of the passage, it doesn't necessarily say that. Well, it's a matter of faith because the different verses will speak out on their own. I'm like, oh, my God. 
Evil Knievel, what kind of fucking mental gymnastics are you doing to fucking believe this shit? Right? And then we go to church. She's having problems. One of the girls is not, not really into it anymore. The oldest one. She's like, I'm tired of being separated from you guys. And, da, 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 and like from the oh, ma- one of your daughters. Yeah, from the mouth of babes kind of thing. You know what I mean? You're like, man, there's something going on here. We both kind of were a little snippety in the one group where the husband and wife were together. We're like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, hold on. Don't get ahead of yourself. You guys are asking way too many questions. We're asking the wrong kind of questions. You know what I mean? It's questioning everything. And we get back, and she's like, what's up with you? I'm like, it's just, look, I had a dream last night. I told her about it. I'm all, "I I I think we should leave this shit. And she's like, oh, my God, I've been wanting to say that to you, but I was afraid I was afraid you would turn me in. I was afraid you were going to turn t- you into the Stasi. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid you were going to tell them about it. And this and that. I'm like, no, we're done. That's it. I'm fucking done. This is not for us. This is absolute craziness. You can't even go out. And like after I had interacted with people and learned what it was to knock on doors and shit, I'm like, these people all have to put on that facade of being this nice person because this is some this is the craziest shit I have ever fucking seen in my life. You know what I mean? Nothing has helped. Life's gotten worse. Did it really improve anything? Uh, now, I did take away some of the family values from it, but yeah. that's about yeah. it. And then I fucking, um, I had my old glass pipe, my you know weed pipe, and it was just packed with resin. I'm all, well, I don't got no weed, but fucking just torched the fucking resin and just took a monster hit. And I'm like, ah, oh, I feel like this is the right decision. Oh. <laughs> Dude, oh. I'm like, Oh shit! Did, did you guys did you guys just leave the church too? Yeah. So you're at home. We're at, at home after Sunday. Out of our church clothes. I'm like fucking. I just, house smells like weed. I went right to the weed, and they're like, "Oh well, hey, we're here to this and that and the other thing." And I open the door, like the screen door, walk through my own breath as I'm talking, smell the weed, step back on, and go. You guys are gonna have to leave. <laughs> Or maybe it was the boys that came first and the girls came later. I don't remember. But, dude, dude, at that moment I was like, fuck. And then all of a sudden we're dodging phone calls. And even the fucking elder dudes come up and they're like, what's going on? You guys are this and that and the other thing. I'm all, dude, look. And that was like, my my wife was actually impressed at how cold I was about it. I was all, check it out. Thanks for the opportunity, but I think we're done here. And he's like, oh, well, this happens. Yeah, move me on to sheet three of people to not contact. Because now I know what it is. I know the rules. Oh, you know the protocol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> move me on to sheet three, do not contact. What, do you want to be ousted from the church? I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck the bishop's wife. Do you understand? I lived a regular life before I did this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, going right back to a regular yeah. life. <laughs> but what's weird is we moved. The contact did not stop until we moved out of Woodland. That was part of what promoted the move. We're like, we're out of here. Oh, shit. And all of a sudden, at the new place, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And they knew who you were? They knew who I was. Said my name and everything. I was like, oh, my God. Well, we've been, you know, we got issued a contact from the blah, 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 blah. Oh. They, they knew my backstory. Come in, we'll smoke a bowl. And <laughs> I look at the wife who got a fucking uh, ration of shit. I'm like, how the hell did they know where you were? Oh, it's all Gloria. Oh, my God. Why did you tell her, dude? We were free. We were fucking free. Because when she got like 50, 150 the only person that nobody knew how, because it wasn't announced, nobody knew. She called the hospital, talked to the wife. Like, how the hell did you track her down? She was keeping tabs on us for the church the whole fucking time after we had left. Oh, this is bonkers. Girl, that's who was driving by. That makes sense. I thought that Buick Century looked familiar. <laughs> and so they come by, and I'm all, look, dude, I was all in. I gave it a full thing. 
there's a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. Okay. It's cool that you guys have the faith. Let me ask you a question. Were you born in the church? Yeah, I was born in the church. Were you born in the church? Yeah, I was born in the church. Well, I wasn't. And I could see right through. I read the Book of Mormon in six months. And they're all, well, that's good. That's a good testimony. No. No, no. It's a testimony to how full of shit Joseph Smith was. So I'm going to need you guys to go ahead and put me on sheet three, do not contact, and get out of my house. I don't think they realize that. Like, when you <clears throat> when you operate in the real world and, you, and you're exposed to more reasoning and rational thinking about things, you have direct conflictions with a lot of the stuff that comes out of a lot of scripture. And oh, when, yeah. And when you start to ask some basic questions... And everybody follows it up with, like, you just need to have faith. That's a red flag in the average person's mindset. It should be. It's not everybody, but apparently it is, unless you just want to go through it because your life's comfortable. I don't understand. It's, and I don't I don't think they understand that part of the equations. Like, the average person uses a little more reason. Even though people are idiots on average, they still use reason about things a lot of times. Sure. But, dude, that was what I did was that at this point I have a stack of books about a foot high, right? And so... I knew the church opened up at 6, chapel begins at 7, the one right up here, right? As soon as that gate was open, I was waiting across the street. As <laughs> soon as that gate opened, got out of my car, grabbed all those books out of the back seat with my Cliff Notes Book of Mormon on top, set it right at the front door, saw a person inside, waved to him, and walked away. They burned that shit. <laughs> Heretic. As soon as they looked through it, you know, I don't know if I changed anybody on that one, but... Dude, what a wild ride. Nobody looked through that. That I was just, I went all in. The thing in, in that environment, you can't have anything that that that, de that destabilizes that structure yep. or bubble. It's almost like the Rick and Morty episode with King Jellybean. When they found all the pictures of the child pornography, they're all just burn it. No, no one needs to know that he was that. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one needs to know that this guy was actually smarter than the rest of us, apparently. So... Yeah, that was fucking crazy. That was a fucking... Dude, I just... The whole thing at the end where I was afraid you were going to turn me in because, you know, you know what you do. I'm like, yeah, I feel bad for all... Yeah, the you're things. the KGB. I am, crazy. dude. I'm the head of the fucking KGB for the fucking steak, dude. Oh, my God. We got to get out of here. We got to go. We got to go. We got to pack it up now. Yeah, that was the fastest move I ever did. Holy shit, Just dude. fucking gone. I don't think I could ever do that. I, I like I said, I, I like a lot of the the messages, but as soon as somebody starts saying this use faith, it's like whoa. That's the red flags. And yeah, I get it. Don't get me wrong, I get it. Because all that is th that's an that's a that that phrase is don't question. That's an easy button. Just don't think about it. You're happy, right? Yeah. Yeah. All, but all that is that that's the default of don't ask those questions. Just believe. Yes. And there was no, there was just, it was just so much See, the, and the thing that gets me is, like, religious people are so oblivious to that, that that same rationale can be used against them when, when, it, when it comes to anything, when it comes to, like, the government's trying to do this. Why are they doing that? I can't believe they do this. We got to fight back. It's like, well, if you just believed. <laughs> yeah, no shit. If you uh, just had faith. Just believe it. Do you understand when that leads down a very dark path? Well, that's the whole. That's giving up your self control. That's giving up giving giving the steering wheel to somebody else. Because you think they know. Talk about Jesus, take the wheel. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's very much that. Oh, dude, absolutely. That that it, anytime anybody starts saying, if you just have faith, it's like, whoa, calm the fuck down for a second. Can we think about it? Can I ask some basic questions? Oh yeah. What was one of the funny ones where we were talking about being in heaven, and this is how I knew. 
it was shattering the illusion because the wife asked something about, well, who's in heaven? Because I like even here, I don't feel like I necessarily fit in with all of you. Is heaven filled with all of you? Because that doesn't. She seem said like, that out loud. That doesn't seem like this would be heaven. It's all, oh no, it's it's your own version of heaven. It's whatever you want it to be. Oh good, so all of you aren't going to be here because did she say that? Yeah. Whoa, <clears throat> that's when I kind of knew it was starting to destabilize. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, she just went there, and she like was afraid of me confronting her about that. Like, how dare you make us look stupid in front of these people? You know, she thought that's what I was going to do because there was a couple times she threw tiffs. And I was like, dude, come on, conduct yourself here. If, if nothing else, at least try and act like it. If you want to leave, you know what I mean? But yeah. we never actually had that conversation until the very end. And it was literally like, after 20 minutes, it was, I'm going to buy a pack of cigarettes and I'm high now. <laughs> you know, right back into it. That would have been awesome to get him to come in and see what's smokable. Yeah, you're gonna like this. You gotta, you gotta get, the, you gotta get. Once the resin starts lighting, don't put the flame. Uh, don't do that. You just load up a, a one hit bong hit, <laughs> a one hitter. You're gonna love this. <laughs> if you want to talk, this is the ritual that we go through, dude. Do you have any other questions? Because that's some crazy shit, dude. I I have a lot of questions, but I know they're gonna come to me later. Oh, then we can always do a follow up. I was just trying to soak a lot of it in this this kind of visualizing, and that's where like I kind of felt like this would be a two parter where we have the initial one, and then when we go. And listen back to this. I'll probably write down stuff. You can write down questions, and we can we can dive into it a little bit more. Because holy moly, is it? It's a wreck. Oh, I I I, I, I couldn't imagine being in that environment like like you were. Well, like I said in the beginning, I was susceptible to it. But well, at the end, I was faking it because everything was destabilized. You were trying to you were trying to make sense, right? So you're you're looking for something to anchor something onto to restabilize yourself. Yeah. Once I snapped out of it, I was just playing the role like a service advisor. At that point, I'm just like, okay, let's see how far we can turn. But again, <sighs> once certain things started happening, and then they start talking about when you watch like the Mormon, they do one thing every year. I think it's in May where it's all the Utah that broadcasts for free, and you got to tune in, and it's like six hours over three days. It's just, it's insane. And the thing that I realized what is it? Is it pure propaganda? <clears throat> a lot of it is. Like I said, you're seeing the same messages across all the books. And everything. You're hearing the same thing over and over and over. And when I talked to the dude that came in that I was saying was my mentor when I was joking about that, I talked to him about it. And he was like, how did you, deep did you go, dude? Because he'd already done his research. And I was a lot deeper. And we were talking about it. And I was telling him, here's the weird part. It's been three months. And before I have a thought, it's filtered and intercepted by their doctrine. Even though I was kind of half contempt for it for the last half. There was still, because of the repetition stuff, I was still having arguments in my head. Ingrained. In, it was ingrained in my person. I'm like, holy crap, that's, and he's all, that's how it works. You're going to have to keep working that out, you know, because, it, it, like I said, the echoes of their doctrine kept popping into my head. What months. about the kids? Like, had the kids take it the whole time they were there? Um, they just had a good time for them. They were really young. So for them, it was. Were they pushing it pretty hard in the kids? Um, no, the kids got all the cool little lamb Bible stories. It's just, I'm trying to understand as, as a religious, like you're taking a huge chance bringing an outside source. Yeah. Because you don't know what the outside sources bring into the equation. And we showed so much promise only to turn on them in the end. Well, turn <laughs> on them in their opinion. Yeah. In our opinion, it was like, you guys are a cult, we're out of here. See, un understanding how the human mind's very much like, like a, a computer, the way you operate. Unless you get it young enough to put some hard source code in, it's hard to build on top of an existing programs. Yeah, but look at the code that intercepted my code. It was like putting a filter in. 
They installed a filter in my fucking head that took me a good, I was in it six months. I measured it, I think at about eight months it stopped. Oh, wow. That's how long it took. You know, where you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? You feel guilty every time you smoke a cigarette. You know? I'm curious like, if any of the interactions you had with the people that came to your house in the beginning affected them long term. It could have. Disrupted their code. <clears throat> I hope so. Because all it takes is one or two interactions of you saying something that, that, that triggers something in your head to start questioning. Not maybe a deep questioning, but a, a surface level like, and you, you know they ain't going to say it out loud. Right. A lot of a lot of what you might have told them that might have conflicted what they were thinking gets internalized. Yeah, but their their auto mute button probably hit their inner no, monologue, right? No, because even then, when somebody's making a point that drives home, you just shattered the wall to the bottom Lego. <laughs> yeah, but 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 even then, if you un, but if you understand how that the structure works, they don't have the ability to say anything about it. So they have to internalize it and just wrestle with that idea on their own. They can't turn around and tell their friend about that. Like, hey, what do you think about this? It becomes its own cycle within itself where it's how much damage does it wreak on the system? Well, on that note, the guy that worked next to me, because when I left that south area place and came back up north, he went off on his own adventure too. And one Into day, Mormonism? <clears throat> no, he was born in November. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Was and, he still a Mormon when you were working out there? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And he... He reached out to me on Messenger, and he's like, just give me a call. And I gave him a call. He's all, so I've had some revelations, and I've been asking myself some questions outside the box. Oh. <laughs> bro, I am so sorry that I brought you into the church. It is such a load of bullshit, and blah, 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 and just totally un- it unraveled in his head. And I was like, dude, no, don't. Dude, from, from my own experience, I'm glad I did it. Because- Were you still in the church when you were out there working next to him? Yeah, he left before I left the church. Oh. So he didn't know the story until later on. Okay. And then later on realized via my Facebook posts and probably other shit that I had left. And what I did when I left, I tried to burn it. And when he called me up, we had a good hour-long talk. It was right around the time I had the knee problem. I was there, I was waiting to talk to the doctor for surgery. Yeah, for an hour. <laughs> Sweet, right? And yeah, he was just like, oh my God, I just can't believe that... I just, I, I'm sorry I brought you into that. It's just a load of bullshit. But he still goes to church because his wife still has her testimony or whatever. Oh. But he says right now it's pretty much just a matter of the ends justifies the means. At least no, we have doesn't. a stable family and this and that. I'm like, whatever, dude. It's cool. You're At that point, you're living a lie. Yeah, and which is the worst sin you could put upon yourself. Yeah, because <laughs> it's something that you're bearing all the time. Yeah, I know. Especially when they're there seven days a week. <laughs> and and d- interacting with these. I'm just curious how many people are 100%. D- Something happens where it, it breaks the entire structure, how you were framed. And at what point do you continue to live the life showing up at that church? It can't last that long. I guess it depends on the person. But you just, I don't know. I saw tabs on so many people that had left. And the reasons they left were very similar to my own. I can't just sit here and pretend like this is all okay when this none of it adds insanity, up. Yeah. yeah, when it doesn't add up. Oh, so you guys have family time. Oh, so you all hang out together in the same crowds. What kind of life is this when you're suppressing everything it is to be human? Yeah. And that's the general message of everybody. That's, and what's funny is we went on a snow camping trip later on that essentially me and another dude, I was talking about it, and I was still, like I said, the, the echo, the reverberations. I had 
said something. Oh, yeah, that's like what they do. And, da, 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 da. and he goes, oh, my God, you were in the church. And this guy had been pounding beers all day. And he kind of like felt guilty. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not in it anymore. He's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I was born into it, and I escaped that shit 12 years whoa. ago. I was like, whoa. And then me and him had a couple conversations and didn't want to talk about it anymore. It was like, whoa, cool. And that was like the joke of why do you always take two Mormons fishing? Because if you only take one, he'll smoke all your cigarettes and drink all your beer. <laughs> 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 they have to keep each other in check. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. They're, they're down for fun if you get them alone. But oh fuck! Yeah, dude. you get them in numbers. They're gonna keep each other faithful. Tell what is me. what is that like to have the epiphany that holy fuck? What have I been buying into? Terror, fear. It's a breakdown. Yeah, you start to oh my god, dude, and then you analyze yourself. What what was my state of mind that I bought into this so heavily? But by that, if you think about the fear, it's so stupid in its equation because you're fearing people that don't really have any control over you. In the end, they don't. And not only that, but they're, they're, well, these are my friends. Are they really your friends? Right. Well, one of the ones I made, one of the elder guys, like, his, he was like, whoa, blew his mind because, like I said, insights. And when I was having trouble with a guy at work who was racist against white people, you know, he claimed he wasn't, but his, his mom was a lifetime achievement award winner in the ACLU or some shit. I don't know. Good for like, her. Yeah, way to go. Way to keep, keep, keep the man down. And, I was talking about one of the passages of Jesus of uh, turn the other cheek. And I told him, I was like, dude, I'm turning the other cheek and I'm getting my, I'm getting beat up here constantly. I keep turning the other cheek, turning the other cheek. And I think you all missed the point. The story of Jesus is even the nicest guy in the world was murdered. And he's all, whoa. <laughs> like he just, he smiled and his eyes lit up and literally just mouthed quietly the word, whoa. Like I never thought about it like that before. I'm all, why don't you think about it? Take a step back from all the holy roller shit and realize that the message of Jesus is if you're the nicest guy and you start speaking the truth, you're going to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> people don't like that shit. Nobody likes it. Everybody wants to live in their soft little bubble. No matter what it is, if it doesn't matter if it's fucking Latter-day Saints or if it's just a bunch of drinkers or whatever, everybody kind of likes to stay in their own lane. I, I'm, see, I'm, I'm always curious what the long-term ramification is from, from little pieces like that that transpire. Like in life? Yeah. Like, hmm. the, like like us doing this, I'm always curious what ripples this causes. Right. In years from now, will somebody be like, oh, you said some fucked up shit on your show. I know, what, did you laugh? What, not even so much that, but like we say something and that one thing leads to an independent thought of another person. Have you, you never got feedback on that before? Yeah, I have. Because when we had like a band house, we used to sit around a glass table afterwards. Well, and I've had people go, dude, you said some shit that changed well, my life. Like I was telling you, Gabe said something. Gabe said, you guys will say stuff and it. It's like a little idea that kind of just, it does something. It makes me think about it a little bit differently. That's all. And um, I think that's funny because our our personalities are like kind of a mirror. They're backwards from each other. Yes. You know? Yeah. So that when we bounce stuff back and forth, both of us come away with a different perspective. That's the thing we have in common is we're actually amiable to the point of where you can actually have a conversation and, and come away maybe with a different point of view. That's, and that's all I want to. That's, that's all, all I want to do. For yeah, people. the big thing is, this is an idea. S- see if you can grapple with the idea. Don't shut it down. Grapple with it. Well, I've gotten really good at picking stuff apart. It, it, I since think doing the show, I think it's a good way to view it. it you, to pick everything apart at a certain point, you're going to get so far in the weeds, it's not worth it. It's exhausting. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's a hundred percent. A lot of mental horsepower. Yeah, there is because it it burns you down. Because sometimes you, you when you break something down so much, you're like, fuck, this is. This is too much. 
For more information on the Latter-day Saints, please visit your local stake and ask for any of the literature. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even get an outro song to put for this thing. Oh, I can drop one into it since it's audio only. Yeah. I had a video, but there's no point in showing it now. Yeah, it was kind of eight, an eight-minute paraphrasing of... It was a banned Mormon video that wasn't allowed to be in circulation outside the church, but... Oh, we, fuck. We'll play it on the Friday show. There you go. I have it. <laughs> Got a lot of fun video for the Friday show. But in any case, yeah, I guess we'll... Um, perhaps we'll do a part two of Reflections after this one sinks in. Yeah. I, I think I hit all my highlights, though. Well, I'm kind of interested <clears throat> to listen to it. It's it's always weird to be here, and then it's always weird to listen to it afterwards. Well, this will be a good one considering that iTunes and Spotify, a lot of people listen to it on that without the video anyway. Yeah. So this will be a good one, and I hope you learned something about Colts. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be it. Peace. Life is hard, and so am I. You better give me something so I don't die. Before I sputter out